to the rap lab. Walk, walk, walk to the rap lab. Ladies and gentlemen, you tune in to an all-new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG. And ain't no father like me as the Rev Barber MC. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is another Sunday. It is another episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. Before we get into today's conversation, just a couple of announcements. Uh, number one, we still got the hoodies, the sweatshirts, the coffee mugs. The towels, the tote bags, and the COVID covered face masks all on teespring.com. That's T as in Tom, E-E, spring like the season, all one word, dot com. Uh, all you got to do is search Rap Lab in the search box, and all the merch pops up. Uh, announcement number two, big, 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 big announcement. Rap Lab is hitting the road, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are hitting the road. June 25th to the 28th, we will be at the Boardwalk Buds Convention in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So uh, definitely come say hello. Come check us out. We're going to have merch for sale. We're going to have free giveaways. Um, what is Boardwalk Buds, you ask? Well, we'll t- I'll tell you what Boardwalk Buds is. It is a cannabis convention. Yes, for you weed smokers out there. It is for you, but it's also for wrestling fans because throughout that weekend at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, they are going to have six, yes, six independent professional wrestling shows. They're going to have two comedy shows featuring all sorts of comedians, There's going to be various food trucks, plenty of vendors, and one mixed martial arts combat show. So uh, one weekend in Atlantic City, you get to chill with us. You get to meet us in person. You also get uh, some some professional wrestling, some MMA, and some comedy and some good food. So what more can we say? That's June 25th through June 28th. Um, The information will be on the Rap Lab Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page. Again, that's Boardwalk Buds. Boardwalk, like the Atlantic City Boardwalk. Uh, at the Showboat Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey, June 25th through 28th. And we look forward to seeing all y'all out there. Come chop it up with us. Let's talk rap. You know, uh, 
don't tell nobody this, but uh, we could we could maybe even roll one and light one. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we'll, we'll be out there. Without further ado, uh, we like to have fun on this show. Um, you know, we like to goof off. I've been known to say some crazy stuff. You know, we all got our running gags, but today is a bit more of a serious tone uh, on the show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about mental health and hip hop. Because it's 2021, it's a pandemic going on, it's a lot of issues going on, there's a lot of pain and a lot of hurt and a lot of sadness in the world, so we're just going to address it in the terms of hip-hop, and uh, to assist us in this conversation, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mr. Terrence Tillman. Terrence, introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah. I appreciate you guys, man. First of all, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. Um, giving me this platform with you guys to even just talk about something like this. You know, I'm definitely appreciative of that. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Terrence Tillman. I'm the host of uh, Conversations of the Heart. I am a certified life coach and, as well as a speaker. Um, yeah, you know, I'm from Queens, New York, you know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to just really just uh, getting involved with this conversation with you guys. Uh, absolutely. And um, can you tell everybody where um, they can listen to Conversations of the Heart? Uh, yeah, um, if you want to catch the videos, um, they're on YouTube um, and on uh, Instagram. And uh, if you want to catch the audio, uh, it's on uh, Spotify, Apple uh, Music, it's on um, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, it, it, on iHeartRadio.com. It's everywhere. So you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? He is on the exact same platforms that we're on. So there is no reason why you shouldn't be listening to this man. So again, conversations of the heart. That's the podcast. And uh, when do the new episodes drop? Uh, is it on a weekly schedule? Yeah, I normally drop every um, Tuesday or Thursday, um, depending on like the, the guest schedule. But normally my shows go um, either Tuesday um, or Thursday. So next week, um, you know, I'm having a special guest coming through um, <laughs> on Tuesday. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, you know, definitely yeah. stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and another thing, Candyman, you are now in the presence once again of another St. John's Prep lunch table. We have St. John's yes, Prep sir. on the night here. That's JP. We are here again. Yeah, here like, again. It's, it's, like it's, in the la- it's like in the last month, the Rap Lab should just be called the St. John's Prep Alumni Association. Shout outs to Illy E. Shout outs to Picasso. Yeah, yeah, my boy. Yeah, yeah, we and, uh, shout out to Melina too. She down with St. John's. Absolutely, absolutely. Melina, Mike Picasso, Illy E. Now we got Terrence in here, man. So we doing it again. And Terrence, we are more than happy to uh, have you uh, on the show tonight. So uh, appreciate you. And so let's 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 talk about let's talk about it real quick because you know mental health is like a real thing and like you know we we see it in the news all the time. And I'm pretty sure each of us has seen it in our personal lives. Either we've gone through something or a family member has or a close friend has. And, like, I guess there are different ways to cope. And I, and I think it's safe to say that a lot of people use music to, to cope. So, Terrence, since, since you're our guest, mm-hmm. um, I'll ask you first, like, one, like, what, what are what are some of the ways that you cope? And then secondly, like, do you use music at all to, like, help you cope with anything that you, you might go through? Yeah, man. Um, one, um, I definitely journal. Um, I write. And I also, um, of course, music, man. I've been listening, you know, to music since, 
man, since I, I feel like since I can remember, you know what I'm saying? And it depends on what you're going through. It depends on, on the type of music that you really listen to, right? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it could be hip-hop, R&B, you know, just, just stuff like that, man. But I definitely journal and, and definitely therapy, too. I'm an advocate for that. No, and, and, mo- and you, know what is, you know what's crazy? A lot of... I would want to say, and I'm not trying to group anybody specifically here, but I feel like younger people, like age, like maybe mid-40s and younger, mm-hmm. you know, like therapy is like sort of like a a thing like other people will make you feel ashamed about. Like, you know, you tell one mm-hmm. of your homeboys, like, man, you know, I'm going to therapy next week. Like, therapy? Like, and I've, I've even, like, I've even in my life, like, you know, in passing have mentioned that, like, you know, I'm seeing a therapist because I did... I did used to see a therapist from 2012 to 2018 mm-hmm. and like some, and you know, you tell some people that and immediately like the looks that you get are just like crazy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize like, and I think it's attributed to, to, um, to our parents because the older generation for so long, um, and this is actually, I feel very toxic, but like the older generation for so long, like, you know, I'm pretty sure um, anytime we've expressed, like, you know, I'm not I'm feeling down today, like moms or pops will come through and be like, well, what do you have to feel down about? Because in their day, you just bottled up your emotions and kept and, kept, and pick yourself up by your bootstraps, quote unquote, is the mm-hmm. famous term. And you just kept pushing. And that's not necessarily the healthiest way to go about it either. Like mm-hmm. everybody needs an outlet. And I feel like especially like in our parents and even grandparents generation that's why things like alcoholism were were so rampant you know mhm mhm absolutely because that was the only way to deal and that was that was you know you could deal with alcoholism in the dark or even in public like you know you be at a party or something and you have a drink and you know mm-hmm. you just keep taking back drinks and nobody's going to realize it because you're depressed they think because you're you're at a party you're being social and there's alcohol at the party you know mm-hmm. you're just drinking but it's it's a I, I, sorry to go off on a tangent, but like I'm just I feel very strong about stuff like this, so that's just my my opening take. Um, QG, talk to us a bit, like talk talk to us about uh the scope of mental health and uh and how it ties into the music. Um, mental health in the music, what I like to look at is what situations a particular artist may go through, and they express it in their art and when you see one of your favorites or a few of your favorites go through challenges in their life and in their career it's motivating and to hear them open up and be vulnerable it makes you feel one with them it establishes a connection and you say to yourself if they could overcome it if they can do it I can do it. And in hip hop, you know, there's this stigma where you're supposed to be this tough and have this hard skin and you're not supposed to really expose yourself or what you go through in in daily and daily life. But, you know, we're all human beings at the end of the day. And I commend any hip hop artist, any artist in general, whatever genre you may be in, to open up that curtain and reveal what's going on with you because this is real pain this is real life and you know this is the way you express yourself and it and it and it helps you heal 
that could be, you know, your therapy right there. You just put that music on, you put that CD in, you you stream that song in particular, and those words, they they carry you. And the beauty of it is you can listen to it over and over and over again when you need it. Like, it's there for you. And I like the fact that the artist also realizes that, like, what they say is motivating, and it, and it could reach millions of people that that go through situations and like you touched on a lot of people don't like to open up and talk about these things they feel embarrassed saying oh i go to therapy you know and all that stuff but then when you see your favorites go through these things it helps you it's like well they went through it they've taken these steps i relate to what they're dealing with let me do the same thing so it's like you know it's like teacher and student and 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 um it's helped me a lot you know i've 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 dealt with you know depression and and everything for about 3 years and you know the music has 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 given me the strength to just keep going and it's it's well needed and it's funny you mentioned that like a lot of these a lot of these artists that make these type of songs like the artists are going through just as much uh, with their mental health, as we the listeners are sometimes, oh, sometimes yeah. even worse. Oh, yeah. uh, prime example of that was um, when I um, looked up Mac Miller, rest in peace, shout out Mac Miller, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I looked up Mac Miller the other day to put that post up on the uh, Rap Lab IG because it would have been his birthday. And like, yo, the things I read, like, yo, that dude, that dude. Oh, yeah. Depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah. And a lot of these artists, like some of them, they openly like, like not even just in songs, but like in interviews and stuff. Some of them openly talk about their depression. And a lot of them, like a lot of them, I feel bad for because it's like they're at the point of no return where they start medicating themselves with drugs and all types of crazy stuff. Absolutely. But um, uh, Eric, so we didn't um, we didn't get to you yet, but um, want to speak a little bit about like, you know. What what the mental health and hip hop tie in means to you? It's definitely a savior, as many do say. A lot of artists do say that music has saved them, and I completely agree. You know, I didn't grow up with uh, any father figures or anything like that, or strong male figures. So I gravitated more to hip hop. I gravitated more to, you know, guys like Guru, teachers like him, you know, some of the OGs, and even DMX. You know, kind of like heals my soul when it comes to the things that they say, and as you touched on, Alfred, a lot of our parents, a lot of the older generations just tell you, you know, just chalk it up, just, you know, get up, brush yourself off. And, you know, it, it's good to have a tough exterior and interior, but sometimes, you know, you kind of need to, to decompress and, you know, just let loose, you know. And a lot of the people before us, they don't really understand that the pressure that we had, the pressure that they put on us is huge, you know, to try and to be better than them or to try to fill their shoes and, we didn't have many outlets back then except hip hop. Well, I did, you know, and of course there's guys here, but there's a lot of other folk too who, who are yearning for that. And, you know, we're blessed to have this music to bring us all together here today and through the re- throughout, of our, throughout our lives as well. And, and a lot of people don't realize, and, and I just want to like throw this out there. Like, I know I'm not, I know I'm not one to make PSAs, but like, you know, for anybody out there that may be listening to this, like, if you ever feel down and like maybe you don't want to go to therapy because, you know, in some households, especially 
like in a West Indian background, you you talk about wanting to go to therapy. That's that's considered mm-hmm. taboo. They want to sweep that under the rug. So if anybody sure. out, if anybody out there ever feels down um, and don't have nobody to talk to or feel like they don't have nowhere to turn, yo, hit up that Rap Lab IG or that Rap Lab Twitter. Shoot a DM and I'll con- I'll talk to you personally myself. I'm never I'm never too busy for that. So yeah, absolutely, you can you know reach out. You can reach out to anybody. Yep. Is there same Do you know what's um? I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead, Terrence. You know what's wild about what you just said is, I was doing one of my shows on IG Live and. You know, this this stuff came up and and he and, you know, people were in the comments talking about, you know, suicide and stuff like that and then being depressed. And there was one guy who was just talking about how, like, like he never had support. So I pretty much told him the same thing that that what you told him. And he was like, you know, from from a guy, nobody has ever offered me that. Wow. He was like, no. And and he's older than me. I think he said he's about 42 years old. And he was like, nobody has ever offered me that. And he was like, I really appreciate that. So, you know, I'm just saying, so, you know, those little things, you offering that could save save somebody's life. And we don't even really realize how big that is. And not only that, but like, sometimes you never, you never know what you're going through. And like, my mm-hmm. real life, what I do at work, I, I work in customer service, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a saying at work. Like, you know, greet everybody with a smile, be warm and courteous because you never know. Somebody may be having a rough day or a rough life and their interaction with you, if it's rotten, could be like the catalyst to make them go hurt themselves. So, you know, it's it's always it's always good to like, you know, lend a lend a ear, lend a shoulder. Like and again, even though like I'm busy like crazy, I'm never I'm never too busy to lend an ear or or eyes or fingers in this case for text messages, but mm-hmm. um, most definitely. And going back to my to my earlier point, like I feel like because and again I attribute this back to like the older generation. Mm-hmm. I feel like they see like you know when you when you say you're depressed or you say like you know you're feeling down, you're feeling suicidal. I feel like they they look at that as like a sign of weakness, which it's really not. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like within the last 20 years, uh, when people have become more open with mental health issues, I feel like now it's starting to become a normal thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In like a weird way. Like people are more openly expressing themselves. People are people are like I go through social media every day and I see at least maybe at least one sad post every 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 maybe 20 scrolls. Mm-hmm. So. Like people are people are no longer hiding it, which I think is good because I've been. I got a question for you guys, yeah, yeah, though. Now that you mention it, I, um, I mean, I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on when when is the line drawn? Because we've seen some people in hip hop and not even in hip hop, like in other in other areas such as sports or whatever, that show eat that show um crazy erratic behavior and then you got people that talk about oh man well this person's crazy oh get this person some help and sometimes they even get made fun of this Mm -hmm. is why a lot of times a lot of people are afraid to open up especially in the limelight because they don't want to get teased they Mm -hmm. got people out there that got nerve to make fun and joke and, and 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 um this people that go through situations like they don't really look behind the layer like they just see the immediate because of what the media puts out there oh this person is crazy oh get him some help like because 
we could we could go through a list of names. We've we've talked about Kanye West on this show. Yeah, and, and, and in all, depth, in depth, and all the stuff that Kanye West, you know, was out there going through, and then and we and we said it plenty of times. Get this, you know, get this guy some help. He should take a break. So I'm asking you guys, like, where is the line drawn from entertainment and real life? Because a lot of people feel like, oh well, they got money. They got they got opportunity to tour and do shows and 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 especially what if somebody doesn't make the show, like they're going through something so crazy they can't perform. But then you got the fans out there. Oh well, we paid our hard earned money. Oh we oh we want to see them. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, damn you 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 making me feel bad for that whole not at all. Hill not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But now you see. But now you see where I'm going. Now you see where I'm going. There's a deeper layer and a deeper root to what, you know, Lauren Hill was dealing with. Like, you know, we know her story and I get you. I get, especially the way that people, people act. Like I guarantee you, Al, if, if, if you, if you heard, or if she came out or somebody said, yo, she's, this is what's going on. This is what she's dealing with. I'm sure you would have understood that. Right. Instead of, instead of her, well, pulling a no show or whatever. Here, here's here's my response to that, right? And um, oh, Terrence, yeah. Terrence, I know you're I, I know you're like new to the conversation, but um, a couple to fill you in, a couple weeks ago, um, I shared a story back from 2011 where I went to a Lauren Hill concert. She showed mm. up. She showed up three hours late. Yeah. The crowd the crowd booed. Um, and then she went on a rant saying how she gave us the best years of her life, and uh, we're ungrateful. And she walked off the stage without performing. But um. To, to answer your question, Q, about that, yeah, if she was going through something, right, even right. if she didn't want to say what it was, there was always the option to cancel the show the, before the show took place. Like, even if, the show, even if the show would have got canceled the morning of, I'd have right. been okay, because you know why? I'm getting refunded. I'm not wasting right. my time. I could go do something else. Like, it's, it's always a way to, 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 you know, handle yourself. I get it. Like some people will say, oh, well, he can't say that because, you know, mental health has people that uh, act very erratic. But, mm-hmm. you know, some some people suffer and like they they've been suffering for a while and, not, and they know they're suffering. And, you know, it's not like this this problem just you woke up this morning and just felt funny. Right. But um, to answer your earlier question and we'll go around the room and answer it as well. But since I'm already talking, I figure. No, I go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um. I think the line gets drawn when either the person is starts hurting themselves or they hurting other people. So like, for example, uh, when I say hurting themselves, like, you know, Mac Miller was heavily taking he- these heavy drugs. Like he was taking Xanax and fentanyl and, and all this other stuff. So, you know, if somebody's like self-medicating, which is never good, um, you get somebody who's popping crazy pills or doing crazy hard drugs like heroin or or right. or, or ecstasy or something like that. And then, and and it's weird because we see it in all forms of life, not just rap, but like you mentioned sports as well. Like I don't know who I know Eric follows the NFL, but Antonio Brown last year, everybody thought he was like off his rocker. Mm-hmm. The guys, the guys throwing furniture out the window, cursing out his baby moms, telling off the cops. But it just goes to show when you get a support system because Tom Brady told AB he was like, "Yo, come live with me." And now look, the guy's back in the NFL. He, he's even though he won't be playing in the game because he's hurt, 
He's on a team that 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 uh, he helped contribute to get to the NFC title game. So I feel like support is is sometimes all that somebody needs because every Absolutely. like you could be as as much of a loner or or as independent as you say you are. But everybody, I don't care who you are, needs some type of support system. And I feel like that's another reason why a lot of us like falter into like the sunken zone, you know, because a lot of people don't feel like they have support. And then even so, some people have support systems, but because the people that are in their corner can't relate to what they're going through, sometimes it's hard. And I've been there before. Like I've, I've and I'll elaborate on on certain things later in this episode. But like there have been things that I I went through, and even though I had people around me, because nobody could relate to what I was going through, I felt like I was alone, even though I was in a room full of crowded people. So I'm glad I, you said that. Yeah. I, I, I know what it's like. because, And then also what I realized, and all of us could probably attest to this, you express what you're going through because people are always quick to be like, you know, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Then you tell them what's going on and they give you cliche advice you could have found online. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of person, like, if I, if I bear my soul to you, the last thing I want to hear is, well, it's going to be all right. So I just said all that and told you everything. And that's the best you got for me, like that one line, or 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 things will get better. Like I, and you I, know, you and, 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 and sorry to cut you off. I want to yeah, add to that. I want to add to that too. You know, you 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 know what I really really don't like, especially when you pour your heart out to somebody. They try to do the reverse thing, and 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 tell you all oh, tough enough, suck it up, tough shit, life life sucks, all that, whatever, whatever. Get over it. Get over nothing. You understand? Because you're, you could give people advice, sure. But unless you're in that person's shoes, unless you're in that person's life dealing with what they're dealing with, you have no right to do that to them. Right. That's not what that's not what we're pouring our heart out for. We we are coming to this person in confidence. We trust them. We are hurting so bad. We can't hold it in anymore. And for and, and, and for people in particular to come with that tough nonsense that that's that's not it we are vulnerable we are in pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that tactic that tactic does not work and I, i'm speaking from experience other like people at, at a point in my life and i'm going to get into it later on but uh, i was you know point in my life when i was going through it and i and and i've had all different types of approaches people close to me people that i love and trust tried that method with me and it just shut me down and shut me out because i i said i said don't talk to me like that that's mm-hmm. not that's not what this is about you know what i mean so just to add on to what you were saying you are absolutely right in that sense yeah and um terrence i, I know i know we haven't given you much of a a chance to speak much late in the last couple of minutes you want to um chime in and add on yeah, no, first of all, man, just what you guys were saying were absolutely spot on. And just when it comes to just mental health, I assume that almost everybody successful or not, you know, has mental health problems. You know, when you look at what the World Health Organization deems as mental health, it's it's the state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her own, or her own abilities and can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively and fruit- fruitfully, right? When So when you hear those terms, I ask myself, like at what what part of that applies to the black and brown community right like a lot of us are born in the red when it comes to mental health we're born into it 
So we're like, like we're already born into situations that we can't even handle the normal stresses of life. Why? Because a lot of our parents couldn't. And so I don't care how successful you've made it. Um, you know, just, you know, how much money you have, you know, a lot of that is facades, you know, um, it to mask your pain. And so when you see, see celebrities and sports figures out, out here and they're making money, a, a lot of that, that money and they're going out all, all the time to the clubs and doing all this stuff. Like a lot of that is to hide all the things that they haven't unpacked yet from their childhood. And, and, and so it's like, I see different sports figures and things like that. And I just try to show empathy and compassion to everybody. Um, I don't really care if you have a million dollars or you have a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Because we're all going through stuff. We're all coping with stuff. We're grieving daily, just various different things. You know, um, and it's tough out here for everybody when it comes to, to, to mental health. You know, so especially in our community. So um, it's just a real tough thing. And to piggyback off of what you guys said, like, it's hard. Like when you try to express certain things to people and they come back at you with, you know, it's like you said, toughen up. I, I remember when my father died, um, I had somebody ask me, like, why, like, 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 why are you so upset? You know, and there was somebody, you know, of, of course, you know, from, from the church, you know, like, why are you so upset? You know, he's in a better place. And it's like, man, that that don't really that don't help me. That don't make me. Exactly. Yeah, that's that don't not make, right. That's don't make fair. me feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, Word. you know, like it, I, it's 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 like you don't allow people to to grieve. You don't allow, you know, us to really take things in and unpack it. It's always just it's always just, you know what? I'm going to cut your emotions and, and I'm going to cut your feelings off and just tell you to move on. Because you're right. That's what they did back in the old school. It's like cut off and move on instead of dealing with the emotions and and all of the things that you're feeling. And instead of unpacking our emotions like we should, we shut down. Right. And we just want to move forward. You know, I have work the next day or I have to take care of my kids or I have to do X, Y, Z. There's always something more important than your mental health. That's why physical fitness is so big. Right. Like it's like you go see a coach, you know, a fitness coach because you want to look good, right? But when it comes to therapy and unpacking all, all of the things that you need to unpack for, for for your life to be more mentally strong and emotionally strong, you shun that. Why is that? Right. And and you bring up a good point. And you know what? All, while you were just speaking, it also sparked a, a thought in my head. Um, We're only talking about depression. Some people, mm-hmm. and like you said, we're born in the red, especially being in a black community. But mm-hmm. also, as the saying also goes in sports, you can't change your DNA. A lot mm-hmm. of mental issues are also inherited. You have people that are born <laughs> bipolar. You have people that are born schizophrenic. That, and I think other, like, you know, it's not, a lot of people will commonly think, oh, he woke up sad. But it's more, it's more than that. Like, you have people who didn't ask, to, like, nobody who's schizophrenic is asked to be schizophrenic. Nobody right. who's suffering from manic bipolar disorder uh, uh, like asked, hey, can I, can I, um, can I get this uh, chemical imbalance in my brain, please? Like nobody, no, right. nobody's done that, and that's who I even feel worse for. And it's it's sad because it's like some people can avoid it. Like there are some people who go their whole lives, and it's very rare. But some people who go through their whole lives, nothing happens, and you get some people stuff happens to them, and and they get depressed. But then there are others who. You know, they're born, they're born with disorders and sooner or later it's going to 
it's gonna rear its ugly head. So it's it's it's, it's so many it's, it's so many facets and complexities to to mental health and like it's crazy because like you could you could go and take the subway or like you could go to the mall and you're bound to like see somebody talking to themselves or you know somebody deranged yeah. and, and and it's just sad because it's much more common than it is especially because you know for example um I was watching the news the other day and like this guy was going around in the subway with a hammer attacking people clearly he's mentally off and instead instead of institutionalizing him you 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 put him in jail and thanks to bail reform he's back out on the streets and mm-hmm. a lot of the funding especially since covid has happened uh, they they were already cutting the mental health budget before covid mm-hmm. and now that money is drying up and the economy is suffering what was one of the first things they cut the mental health budget which was already oh, yeah. being depleted mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. so the entire world i feel is like turning a blind eye to mental health like the resources for for those who are afflicted with certain things is just crazy that they're not available. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's a growing issue that I feel doesn't, doesn't get enough uh, attention, but um, Q back to your story about how, you know, you talk to people and they give you stuff. I'll, I'll share a personal story. Um, as everybody knows, who knows me personally, 2020 was like rough on me. Um, a mm-hmm. uncle who I was very close with passed away back in June, June re- ju- last June recently. June 2020 and um yeah man and I'll never forget I was speaking to somebody like maybe no more than maybe four or five hours after I got the news and like I'm visibly shaking and they're like you know they spoke to me that day and they spoke to me two days later then the next week and that person said yo it's it's been it's been a week already why are you still crying and that like just threw me for a loop Mm mm-hmm right and like, and like Terrence said, like, you know, no room to grieve is like somebody, somebody I'm close to who I spoke to every day for my whole life, like just passed away. Like how, how you, they, you, you can't repl- like money, possessions, cars, whatever. You can always replace that stuff, but human beings, you cannot replace. Mm-hmm. So I never, I never understood why, why showing emotion equates to, to, a sign of weakness but um it's 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 just beyond me and i feel like people who react like that i I feel like they themselves have something wrong with them because it's impossible as a human being to like just have no emotion whether like that's that's got to be like sociopathic or psycho i know i'm using the wrong term probably no 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 i agree with that that's gotta be that's gotta be sociopathic or psychopathic or something because there's no way no way at all that like you don't feel anything from from somebody you're close to dying like i like if if you're god forbid any of you anybody of our relatives die that we're close to mother father sister brother grandma grandpa like if you don't feel anything from that i'm sorry but something is like absolutely wrong with you in my opinion i'm, I'm glad you brought that in and I, and I, and i guess we could keep going you just shared that, so I'm going to share this part, and then, you know, we could go to you, um, E, and then we could go to UT with this. You know, just to follow your example, Al, with me, about three years ago, um, you know, there was someone that I was really, really cool with, someone that I was close to, and, um, you know, other people 
you know how other people would say things about you. They'll gossip, they'll lie, they'll spread rumors. And then that person that you trusted, they believed in it. And then they start to shit on you. They start to treat you in ways that you have. And they start to treat you in ways that you can't even imagine. Like, how could you do that? You know what I mean? I was good to you. I was your friend. You believed other people before me. I shared personal things with you. I did everything I could to make you happy. And this is how this is how you treat me, especially when you see the person on a daily. You know, you go to work. And, you know, when you go to work, you go to work. But now you're getting sick of going to work. You don't want to wake up in the morning. You don't want to go through go through those doors, because every time you go through those doors, that's when the anxiety picks up. That's when you start to feel that pain in your chest. That's where your palms are sweaty. You 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 can hardly breathe. You know what I mean? And you're trying to function, you're trying to work, but then you, you know, you gotta, you gotta hide in the bathroom because you're crying. You gotta go, you gotta go somewhere in a corner because tears are falling down your face. Like you're trying to get through the day, but it's very, very hard. You just want to go home. And when you go home, you do the same thing. You're crying. I wasn't showering. I was drinking hard. I didn't, I was, I, I was eating bad food. I wasn't working out. I didn't want to see nobody talk to nobody, nothing. The only reason why people, and like you mentioned that support system, the only reason why I was able to have good immediate support is because people saw me hurt when somebody and people that know you for who you are and they realize that you're off, they don't know that's when they don't know that's not how you usually are. And then when they come to your aid immediately, it helps. It, it 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 helps heal and soothe somewhat, but you're still going through it because you still see that person. And for the that particular person to treat you that way, regardless of how much pain you're in, they don't care. So when you said sociopath, you are absolutely right. You are there. There's some people out there that just don't consider other people's feelings and other people's pain. But you're quick to do that for somebody else when you see them hurt. They're not going to do that for you. Because they feel that they're in the right. So I'm just letting that out there because it's just it's just it's just sad at the end of the day. It's just very sad at the end of the day. And 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 again, I think about it from time to time. I'm not in that position where I was three years ago, thankfully. Thank God. And again, Terrence is here with us. He can he can attest to that because I spoke to him about that personally. Mm-hmm. That's a so fact. He understands that and he helped me, you know, um, with some great advice and, 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 and everything like that. Al, you know, I already spoke to you about it. You know what I mean? And that, and, and that, that, that yeah. result, that resulted in the, uh, you being a WWE champion for a day. Oh, I remember shit. that. Well, I mean, that's another story. <laughs> that's, another, that's another story beyond hip hop. But yeah, that, that was my, that was my situation and that, and that traumatic experience. So, um, I mean, I'm Terrence or, or E, any of you guys want to go next? Um, I'll jump in here. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Chris, we've had uh, text messages and conversations uh, pertaining to what you're talking about. And I remember that time for you when, you know, oh, yeah. you're, you're my brother, man. And one thing I must say, you know, like, <clears throat> it definitely helps out a lot when you have strong support or good people around you. Um, oh, yeah. Last week, last week, I lost my mom. And pretty much we, uh, sh- she was given to the Lord. Or any higher power that you know anyone may believe in, she wasn't taken. You know, it was a long battle with cancer, 
And we decided for her to just uh, come home from the hospital and no more machines, no more medicines and stuff like that. But um, something that I, that I am dealing with and was dealing with for a long time is, you know, a lot of relatives turned their back on me. A lot of relatives have exiled me and alienated me. And through this process, it wasn't easy, you know, seeing them and being in their presence because it brought back a lot of anger. And even the day of the wake and the funeral, you know, I was very angry to see these guys and, you know, have them look at me. And these are people that, you know, I grew up with are people that, you know, were there once upon a time for me in my life. And, you know, we have our differences and stuff like that. But when, you know, a, an important family member passes away, you know, you would think that people will put that aside and, you know, think about how the person is grieving or think about the person, especially, you know, I'm her son, think about right. how I'm doing, but no one considered that. But what I do lean on is, I had a lot of support. I have a lot of support and it's helped me out and it's helping me out so much. And I have a lot of, I'm blessed with a lot of friends, a lot of family that I can talk to and, and air it out. And that is therapeutic for me, but what's helping me out the most, I've been writing a lot lately and it feels good to get back in, into the flow of writing music again and listening to beats and stuff. And it, it's just, it calms me down and it brings me to such a place. So, you know, once again, like this podcast is focused on music and today, you know, we're doing another subject, but it coincides and anyone out there, you know, don't be afraid to pick up the pen and write your thoughts. It doesn't have to rhyme. You don't need a beat. You could just write your thoughts and it's getting me through a lot right now. So y'all could take that info and y'all could take that advice and hopefully it'll help somebody out there, you know? Amen, brother. Uh, no, nah, I love you, man. You know, we brothers and, and, and most definitely I'm I'm very happy that, you know, that you are in my life. And, you know, I mean, I mean, we go back so many years, man, and, 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 and you and I have always been so open about personal situations. So same as how I vented to you, you vented to me. And that's always good to have that person in your corner. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. First off, you know, again, condolences to you, Eric. You know, losing a parent is is. One of the hardest things that you could ever go through, man. Um, you know, and I'll always be here for you as well, man. If you ever need to talk and everything like that. You know, I think, man, like, I would say about seven years ago, um, you know, my dad was going through cancer and stuff like that. And my mom had a brain aneurysm. Oh, my God. So my dad was in the hospital with cancer. Then my mom has a brain aneurysm. And, I, and now they're both in the hospital. And then, oh. crazy enough, I I walk into work and I get laid off. So it was a perfect trifecta of of things. You know, they say everything happens in threes and certain things like that. And and I was in a really bad place. I I'm, I won't even lie, man. I was you know like you know drinking and and drinking a lot. And of course, you know, you drink a lot, you 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 go and that goes right along with eating unhealthy and stuff like that. And I was always just back and forth and, and trying to make things happen for the family and stuff like that. And then, you know, it's like you said, Eric, man, like you have people who are in your family who just, you know, they're, they're not supportive, you know, um, you know, lucky for me, you know, I have my brother and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as just uh, the family members, like they would just say things and really, and really not be there to really to help you. They, you know, they, and they would say things and it infuriated me because it was like man like and i was getting it from both sides i was getting it from you know from 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 my my, my father's side and my mother's side and i'm just like man like this is your family too you know um right. you know um but you know 
the one thing is is that I, I do have you know a good support system when it comes to friends and stuff like that and having the ability for to have those safe spaces created for you to kind of just let loose um and let go of all the things that you're feeling um all of the emotions you know that that is bounding you up and that's kind of when I started writing, um, not, you know, not artist wise, but just, you know, just journaling and stuff like that. Just getting my emotions out um, on paper, you know, um, because sometimes you want to talk and sometimes you don't. And even when you don't want to talk, you still want to have avenues of ways of, of getting it out. So it's like Eric said, like he's writing rhymes and stuff like that. For, for me, I was just, just jotting down just things that I was feeling um, as a way of just getting those things out. You know, and, and I remember somebody said to me, yo, like, why are you diaring? Like, like, why are you diaring? Like, that's, that's what girls do. And I was like, I'm not. I said, one, I said, like, self-help and self-improvement, is, it's not it's not just for women. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, where do we like, where, like, where have we gone in, in society that you think that because I journal and writing stuff down that it, it's, it's feminine? It's not. Mm -hmm. I'm doing what's best for me to make sure that I stay sane. And I don't want to find myself. If being masculine is, is finding myself at the end of a bottle every night, and I'm talking about the Costco size bottles every night, then wow. at the end, like then to me, then that's not masculine. If that's what masculine is, masculinity is, then I don't really then that's not for me. Like for, for me, it's it's I need to deal with my emotions in a healthy way. Um, you know what I'm saying, and just forgetting just all the negativity and the things of, of what pe people are gonna say, you know what I'm saying? So you know, um, and music absolutely helps, man. Like, music sometimes takes you to a different place. Like, it takes you sometimes, it almost feels like it's to a different realm. Like, where you could just sit sit down by yourself, you could turn off the lights, chill, close your eyes, turn on, you know, some music that, that really gets you there. And it could just take you completely somewhere else for that moment. You know, and that and, and, and that's a, a, a version of healing as well, man. So, you know... Man, you know that that's that's just my two two cents on that. Oh man, that's deep, brother. That's real deep right there. Absolutely. I'm I'm glad you brought into the music. So um, you know, we could definitely uh do our round table and you know, for the listeners out there, you know, we each have been given a task to uh mention those songs. We could call it the soundtrack to our lives, basically. Oh yeah. You know, these songs really um, motivate us and get us going. So um, we're going to start with E, you know me, Eric, you, you know, you're up first. Uh, give us that, give us that first track, man. And um, that, that first track that helped you. Well, it's not necessarily a song, but right. D DMX's prayer skits. Mm. I love, love, love soaking into his prayer skits. I can just let that rock and just get lost in his words. It's just his delivery. I feel like that man really should be a pastor or a preacher, like for real, for real, because he really, really knows how to deliver his words and, and touch you, man. Man, and I love that he, he brings it on every album, even his not so good albums. He still, he brings the prayer routine and, and I love it, man. I have a whole collection of it. Anytime it comes on shuffle, I let it rock, you know, but oh, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I get in the mood and I just want to hear some words, a spoken word. And he's like the first thing I go to with that. Um, staying on that topic, though, he has a song, A Minute for Your Son. I love that song. 
It's a beautiful it's, song. Yeah. Yeah, and he's talking to the Lord, and it, it's it's a beautiful song. You know, I mean, he his lyrics just just touched me so much, man. I could quote some of them here, and he's talking about that. You know, he wants to take a walk with God and and apologizing for what he's done, and he's saying how the devil's been on his back like a hawk, and you know, I, I could feel that. I could feel that because you do have that that little voice inside you that just wants you to do wrong. But, you know, your inner soul just tries to push you and keep you moving forward. But um, the prayer skits and that song right there definitely gets me through some tough times. Man, yeah, that's powerful. It's funny that you mentioned that, too. Uh, I read somewhere that, that DMX was planning to give himself to the Lord and go that route. And I, I, I heard that Mace, I heard that Mace yeah, talked Mace him out of it. Yeah. Dude, DMX actually wanted to be a pastor, which I find to be crazy. Yeah, he should have been, man. He he touched yeah. my life. You know, I'm sure there's other lives he could have touched. Absolutely. And he said it himself in an interview about the industry. He was like, you know, if you don't play my record, you're not hurting me. You're hurting the people that I'm trying to help. Yep. He's right. And that and that's his purpose. Wow, that that's a that's that's awesome. That's a good one. Uh T Man, what you got, man? What's what's the first uh -huh. track for you? Um, the, the the first track for me is is um is the trap called uh a trap called Quest called Stressed Out. Mm -hmm. um, Great song. Good yeah, one. I remember. Um, you know, cause my my brother is like eight years older than me, so like I I would always you know get my hip hop from from him, and and when I was younger, and I remember he played me this song, and I was like, Yo, wow, man, and I was like. Yo, this is a powerful song, and when I start to go through just a, a, you know, I guess earlier in my life, just start to feel certain certain stresses. I, I would always play this song, you know, and just some of the the lyrics is it's like I, I really know how it feels to be stressed out, stressed out. You know what I'm saying? This is like when you're face to face with adversity. I really know how it feels to be stressed out, stressed out. We're gonna make it. Like we're gonna make this thing work out. And I was just like, yo, like. To me, like that was so powerful, like and it and to to to, to hear that in a rap song, you know what I'm saying? Yes, um, yes. at that time, I was just like, wow, like 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 yo, like that for me was one of the first songs I had on repeat, um, to kind of help me get through things like when life for me started to get a little bit, like when I started to get like stresses in life, like that was the song that I first went to, always. Amen. Amen. That's a good one. That's a good one, man. Shout out to your brother too for that, man. It's always good. It's always good to have that and have him introduce you into something that you know, something that you still carry with you, something that you can absorb and point to anytime you're going through something. And and it's a Queens thing, man. It's powerful yeah. to get the tribe in there. Love it. Love yep. it. Love it. Love it. Word up. Yeah, man. Candy man, you up, baby. Uh, so my first song selection, um, is a pick me up song. Um, I find myself listening to this, uh, like if I have a couple of days, like three, four days where like, I don't want to get out of bed or it takes forever or I'm dreading having to go to work or something is bothering me. I'm just like outright, like feeling hopeless. Um, I turned to Nas and Damian Marley's distant relatives album and, uh, I put on a uh, strong will continue, and I feel I feel like that's a very empowering song. Like even the hook, like Damian Marley's like the strong will continue. Do you have it in you? 
And right. it's like, it's funny because like, it, what I'm about to say is going to sound like so like l- far from left field, but I feel like I equate my life to like video games, right? So like you ever just play like, like a fighting video game and when you lose, um, you see your character there laying on the ground knocked out and it'll say continue and give you like a 10 second countdown to mm-hmm. press the button before the game's over. Yeah. Like that's how I see life. And like that song always comes to mind when I feel like I'm down for the count. And like I'll listen to that and instantly, like, well maybe not instantly, but it'll just motivate me to keep going. You know what I mean? Especially especially because the background of that song and how that song was conceived, like you can apply it to any like basically to not not to go through a whole story, but they did that song. The the proceeds from that album and that single went to um to feed like, you know, the um the disadvantaged kids in, in, in Africa. So, and those kids, like, I don't know if anybody's ever been up at, like, three in the morning and turned the TV on, and, and you know, you see, oh, yeah. you see you see the feed, the children, infomercials, and all this other type of stuff. Like, you got kids with, 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 with flies flying around them, landing on their head, and digging through the gar- garbage heaps for food, and those kids, some of those kids have smiles on their faces, and they, and their fa- and they have, like, all types of illnesses and, and all this type of crazy stuff, and... A lot of those children, they're, they're doing that with smiles on their faces. And I don't know if it's because they're too young to realize what's going on or it's the innocence of a child. But if you could be malnourished and diseased and still manage some type of way to smile while, while, while an American is doing a voiceover asking for 10 cents a day to help you, which 10 cents a day is really nothing. Like, I don't, like, you know, like, you know, I could continue because, you know, I always try to keep in the back of my mind that things could be worse, but this song is definitely exemplary in that. Um, And yeah, like you gotta, you have to be strong to continue because as all all of us know, like whether it's dealing with a, with a breakup or somebody dying or something traumatic happened, like you gotta be strong to keep getting out of bed every day. You gotta be strong to want to wake up the next day and try to see if tomorrow will be better than yesterday. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's all. And then not even not even just the words of the song, but the instrumental also is so strong. Like it just sounds like if you even even if you just strip the lyrics off the instrumental and just play the instrumental by itself, the instrumental even sounds inspiring. So that's that that's that's my pick me up song. It's a great song, and 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 to and to continue on and to um to uh keep up with Nas. You know, my selection is uh, the song from Stillmatic, You're the Man. Mm. Uh, You're the Man gives me confidence. That's my confidence record. And and, and and out the gate, when you listen to it, they plan was to knock me out on top of the game. But I understand their truth is all lame. I hold cannons that shoot balls of flame right in their fat mouth. Then I carve my name. Nas too real. Nas true king. It's however you feel. Go ahead, you swing. Your arm's too short to box with God. I don't kill soloists, only kill squads. So when I hear that, it makes me feel like I could face anybody and win. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what odds are against me, I could face them. And I tied with him because what he was going through, he was going at it with Rockefeller. And they were trying to tear him down. They were trying to take him out the game. And he came back at their ass. And he was like, I pray for God's help while they love hurting me. 
I'm your disciple, a thug, certainly. I'm the N, the A to the SRR. If I wasn't, I must have been Escobar. Let me remind you people of who exactly who I am. When I wake up in the morning and I look in that mirror, I'm the man when I look in that mirror. I'm the man when I step out my door. I'm the man when I go out in that world. So that record right there, every time I hear it, it just, it just fuels the flame inside me and it just has me going on. So every time I hear that song, never skip it. I always put that on. If I'm up, if I got to go against a challenge, that's my record. I'm going to face you. You know what I mean? I'm, and that record right there is, is a motivating record for that, man. Mm. Dope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, we're continuing. Back to you, E. What's your next track? <laughs> so we're going to keep it Queens and we're going to keep it Nas. Life We Chose. Ooh. Beautiful song. Yes, 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 yes. Fire. <laughs> you just hear the beat and you already know where he's going. You already know he's going to come from the heart. So you got the lyrics here. It says, what's love? You got beef, no one rolling with you. What's love? You locked up and your family don't care. Is love a four-letter word that deceives the air? What's real when your man's girl is a hoe and you don't even let him know because you fucked him before? What's real when you talk behind a man's back, then you see him and give him dap? Now explain that. What's trust when they separate your case? When you at your court date, your code D can't look you in your face? What's trust when you keep your wife away from your man? He ain't never cross you, but you claiming that he's fam? What's trust when you get bust, your niggas don't retaliate? They blaze purple haze with him the next day? God forbid one of my niggas get hit. I'ma go haywire. Won't hesitate, I'm a spray fire But everybody's different, you won't know how to react Till you in that position, and that's an actual fact mm. That right there, man mm. I can I can yeah. relate so much because You know, where I grew up, there was a lot of cats out there Who, you know, a lot of fake love, a lot of fake trust and stuff And, you know, they your mans in your face But behind your back, you know, they just Spreading lies and rumors about you And don't really fuck with you, man And you know, I hear that, and it, it just reminds me kind of where I'm from and the people I grew up around, you know, because, yeah, I had a lot of um, beef in, in my time in my hood with, with some cats and stuff like that, and cats I thought I was cool with until, you know, I got the drop that, you know, guys wasn't really feeling me and stuff. So it's funny because this album came out around that same time, and when I heard this, I just immediately gra gravitated to that track, and it just touched me so much. Even to this day, it just takes me back to that time, man. But that's one of the that's one of the songs that that I just I could put on repeat, man, and listen to maybe like three or four times. Oh yeah, beautiful, man. And, and you know what? It's kind of crazy because there's some gems on that on that Nostradamus album, man. That people, is. people really sleep on, man. If they really they pay do. attention to the lyrics, they gotta listen to them lyrics, man, because them lyrics. That's Ron Isley, fool. We ain't talking about this, song, man. Oh man! Ah, you can't mention Nostradamus. That's around. all. That's all you got, man. You you see what I'm saying? But yeah, life we chose. Life we chose is real. That's a very Love very good song. song, man. That's oh, how you man. open up an album. Oh yeah. All right. T man, you on for your next pick? Man, um, it's it's uh Tupac um shed so many tears. Ooh. Um, now now you might think I'm a little crazy because it's. Like the actual content of the song wasn't the life I went through, but I kind of flipped it a little bit into the things that I was going through at the time in my life. You know what I'm saying? And there were just certain things like the chorus is like I suffered through the years and such and shed so many tears. Like it was like back in elementary, I 
I thrived on misery. And when I was in elementary and in high school, I had a really bad um, speech impediment that gave me anxiety and all types of stuff. It was really bad. And I had my counselors tell me that I would never, you know, get into a good high school, um, that I, I need to go to a zone school where, like, a lot of the minorities went and stuff like that. And a lot of the times, like, I felt like I was in a, a mental, almost like a mental jail, like a lot, um, because of all the anxiety that I had. So when I heard this song, like, I was like, man, like, I flipped it. And I just imagined it and flipped it to my own reality of what I was going through mentally. And and it was just like, it, it, it spoke something to me. You know what I'm saying? And there was something just about the chorus, about about the lyrics. Um, and I was just like, man, like I would I would listen to the song actually on repeat and like that and um in high school and even I think in the eighth grade um as well. Like I would just listen to this song and it just brought me back and and the album, I I believe it was off the album Just Me Against the World. Yeah, and that's how I felt a lot of times because I would always be getting made fun of and stuff like that about my speech impediment. I didn't want to speak a lot, you know what I'm saying? And I always felt like, you know, it's just me against the world. And and that was one of my favorite albums. Mm-hmm. And so when listening to, 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 to the song, I was like, man, like, yo, like, I can really relate to it from a totally different perspective, though. Like, I remember a part of it said, like, inside my mind, I couldn't find a place to rest. And I felt that. Like, yes. I felt that um, because mm. that's how I felt every every day, you know what I'm saying? Dealing with just certain things, um, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it was just like, yo, just show me some happiness again. I'm, I'm going blind. Like, it's just like certain just elements of the song was would just hit me a, a different way to my own uh, circumstance, man. So so that's 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 why I picked, man. That's what that's my second song, man. I love that I love song. I love that Good song. Good choice. Uh, I just want to say, man. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, E. I'm with you. No, nah, I was going to say, because I had class with Terrence, man. I always thought he was pretty well-spoken. I was surprised that um he was in some of my classes because I wasn't the best academically and stuff. So, you know, he'd do projects and he'd speak in front of the class. And I'm like, yo, what's he doing here, man? He's just taking up a seat for you know, someone, <laughs> someone like me who's not good academically, man. But shout out you to you, too, man. I didn't even know that. Bruh, man, bruh. I I'm, couldn't I'm even tell. Terrified, bro, to the point where, like... I mean, maybe you didn't know, but, like, internally, like, when I tell you, like, I knew, you know, like, back in the day when you were in school and the teacher was like, all right, so we're going to go from this side of the room and we're going to go around the dog. I would count. I hate that. (laughs) Oh, Lord. That used to stress me out. And so I tried to memorize the paragraph that I was supposed to read because, like, my neck would get hot. I would get sweaty, bro. Like, my, you know, I was a mess, bro, because of the stuff, because of that joint, bro. Like, it was crazy. Wow. Bro, that's crazy guys, because you'd have to go last because yeah. you was T. Exactly. I was R, so I'd go in front of you. So I don't talk about my counting the people. Because I would count listen, too. Yo. If I was with you guys, my last name begins with an A. I probably always oh, would have been yeah. first. Oh, yeah. That was the only good thing about that, though. Oh, man. <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm with you guys, man. Yo, yo, T, all those, all those physical symptoms you described, I went through the same thing. Hands shaking, mm-hmm. sweating, my neck hurt, I'm hot. You know what I mean? Like, if I got to go up there, man, like, I and, and, and also to relate with you, I had the same problem, too. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, 
Stuttering runs in my family, and it is one of the most embarrassing things that I've ever dealt with. So I, I like trying to do a speech and going up there in front of people. Like, oh man, it was, it was, it was rough. But like you said, with the music, it helped give you that confidence, and 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 and, yeah. and you practice. Yeah. You went up there with a game plan. You didn't just go up there. You had you had a strategy, and and it worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a while, bro. And you're a hell of a host, Chris. You know, you couldn't even tell, man. You've done so well, like, you know, That's with the fact. rap lab and everything. And, you know, oh, even man. when we used to lay down tracks and stuff, you know, I could tell you was kind of like reserved and stuff. That's your personality. But every time it came to bat, bro, you hit it out the park. I appreciate that, man. Thank yeah, you man. so much for that. No, yeah. I mean, most definitely. Like, when, it's, when it comes to stuff like that, I want to... I want to do justice. You know what I mean. I want to yeah. make sure that that I give you my hundred and ten percent. And I'm gonna get. And I'm gonna get to my pick that that actually reflects for that track. But I'm gonna. But I'm gonna go to the Candyman. You know, I mean, Candyman is sure go. But thank you for that, E. Thank you for that, Terrence. I relate to that so much. Word and um, Candyman, you're up, man. Your second pick. So um, I think it's safe to say that like if. If we was giving out awards based on votes, Nas would be the popular vote right now. We got another um, Nas record. Hey, it's another, it's another Nas record. Um, another pick me up record. Um, and I know the lyrics may not necessarily like deal with, with mental health, but um, I can by Nas of Godson. And the reason okay. why mm-hmm. reason why I yes. picked that is because you know I know I can yeah. be what I want to be if I work hard at it. Like you could take you could take those words and apply them to healing. Like, you know what I mean? Because as somebody who's been depressed a fair a fair amount of their adult life, um, and I know, like, a lot of people who are listening to this show will probably be like, you depressed? You be singing and acting like an asshole every episode. But, um, hmm. like, nah, I, I've been through my shit, man. And um, every time that I've had to heal, the chorus of that song brings me through it. Because a lot of people don't realize... Healing is a lot of work. Healing is not easy. Healing takes a lot of intestinal fortitude and mental strength. And it takes time and dedication. Because you have people, things happened to them 20, 30 years ago. And they still haven't been able to heal from it. Because healing is not easy. And then sometimes, like, and I I can speak from experience. Like, sometimes you're so quick to want to be okay again that, like, You'll you'll try to rush the healing process and think you're healed, and then that leads to a whole bunch of other problems. So that's 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 my pick. Because again, yeah, I know I can be what I want to be, which is healed, and I gotta I gotta work hard at it. So absolutely, and it's great that Nas came up with a record like that because even though it's for the kids, it could also be for adults too, and it's thankfully. The kids have a record that they could go to. Like I could speak from experience with my nephews. You know, um, you know, my nephews when they graduated, that was the song that you know that his class had to had to do as a group, and it's and it's motivating. You know, you know, you know, to have that, especially now. I mean, we're all adults, and you know, the youth needs records like that. That's why hip hop is so important. That's why mental health and hip hop is so important because the future generation that comes after us, they need empowerment type of records, especially those that come from broken homes, 
from broken mm-hmm. families. No, you know, no father figures in their life, no males or anything like that. Single mothers, everything like that. They need these type of records that let you know that you can make it no matter what you go through in life. If you work hard at it, you can have it. But you got to work for it. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun, but it's yours. You just have to go after it. Mm. And, 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 and that means a lot. That means a lot. And now um, I could jump right into this one. Like I was telling you guys earlier, Till I Collapse by Eminem is my second pick. Mm. And he gets me going from the start. He's not even rapping yet. He's just talking. When he says, because sometimes you just feel tired. You feel weak. And when you feel weak, you feel like you want to just give up. But you got to search within you. You got to find that inner strength and just pull that shit out of you and get that motivation to not give up and not be a quitter. No matter how bad you want to just fall flat on your face and collapse. Who can't feel that? All those people out there that say, oh, I can't relate to Eminem. Why can he kill his bombs? No, 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 no. There's more to that because I look at him. Say what you want about Eminem. He busted his ass to get to where he is. Mm -hmm. He's worked very hard to get here. And I'm sure you guys have been in positions. I've been in positions myself, like especially through school, like with classes. These grades ain't up to par. This this work ain't up to par. People say that you have this potential, but you're not living up to it. You'll be like, well, damn it. You know what I'm saying? I just want to quit. I just want to give up. I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. But you have something to prove, not only just to other people, but to yourself. You want to see how good you really are. You're not going to go out like that. If I got to crawl through broken glass, if I got to walk through hell with gasoline shoes to get where I need to be to show you that I can be a success, I've been told I'm never going to amount to nothing, that I'm a dumb nigger, or I'm never going to graduate, or I'll be left back and all this other crap like that. So I, I heard all of this. And with this record here, and seeing people achieve the success, I understand that it's obtainable. And when you listen to the Eminem song, I could picture myself walking through a crowd with a cap and gown and everybody standing on their feet and applauding me and cheering for me because I finally made it. And I showed you all exactly what I made of. So when you hear till I collapse, I'm spilling these raps long as you feeling them till the day that I drop, you will you will never say that I'm not killing them. And then you add Nate Dog in the mix with that powerful hook till the roof comes off, till the lights go out, till my legs give out, can't shut my mouth till the smoke clears out. And my high, perhaps I'm gonna rip this shit till my bone collapse. I will break every bone in my body to get to where I need to be. You can't stop me. No matter what happens, I will not quit. I will not give up. I am motivated to be the best that I can be because I want to succeed. Not just for me, but for everybody that believed that I can do it. So that's what this record is about. So when I hear that, I get hyped, man. Oh, yeah, man. That record right there. That's adrenaline rush, guys. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we back oh. around again. Eric? You up, man? Yes, What's track number three? Oh man, hard to follow up with everything you just said, bro. Um, so I'm gonna consolidate, and I'm gonna go with uh, my man, Currency, mm. Address, and Life Under the Scope. Okay. So when um he dropped Pilot Talk in 2010, 
I was homeless in 2010. I had an apartment fire and um, I pretty much was place to place some nights in my local park because I was just kind of tired of asking people, you know, for food or to stay and stuff like that. So I kind of just took it on my own and just, you know, found salvation and, you know, parks that I was kind of accustomed to in my neighborhood. But when I finally got on my feet, it took a year and um, I had currency bumping pretty much front to back, back to front, my pilot talk. And address sticks out to me because, you know, he pretty much was saying that he's the same dude, ain't nothing changed but the address. You know, he says it in the chorus as well. And I felt like, you know, I was the same thing because I didn't really change much as far as like, you know, my foundation. I mean, my mental got stronger and everything, but, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of haters, a lot of naysayers on the outside doubting me, denying me, people shutting doors in my face, even like places of employment and stuff like that. I would shower in the YMCA in, in the YMCA and they didn't know my situation at the time I had employment with them, but they didn't know what I was going through. But when it came to other opportunities, like to grow, you know, not them, but like other places were just shutting, shutting their doors in my face, but I still wow. kept, kept it on. And you know, that song address, it, it got me through a lot because when I finally got my own place, finally was on my own. It was the first song that I played once I, once I got my key and opened that door, man, it, it just meant so much to me. And, um, Life under the scope. To um to, to piggyback off of that, you know, it's it's pretty much talking about like just just pretty much you under the scope, just like how everybody's analyzing you and microanalyzing you and everything that you do, you know. And uh, he talks about like the media and press, like waiting for him to slip, waiting for him to mess up. And I felt like that. I felt like, you know, a lot of my naysayers, a lot of relatives, a lot of close people. Were, were supposed to close people were, were waiting me to fail, waiting for me to fail, waiting for me to to go back running to them. To, to go back to the situation I used to have, you know, living with my parents and stuff and, you know, respect to them and all that, but I grew, you know, and ain't nothing changed but the address, you know, I was still the same dude, but, you know, I, I was just, I just had to get stronger and be more independent and learn on my own. And it's funny because that year, um, me and my man Terrence had um went to our homegirl Katiana's birthday party, and I balled out, man. I, I I'm not one to get like too drunk like that, but I remember <laughs> him, 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 him and his mans had to ride me home, man. I was just <laughs> but I was just in such a great place, man. Like, I don't, I don't think these guys like really knew because I just felt like I, it was just a coming out party for me because I wow. was independent. You know, I had actually got a, a better job, you know, so I saw, <laughs> you know, I saw my man Terrence. I ain't seen him in years and stuff and saw a lot of people from the from St. John's and stuff. So I had a great time that night. I shouldn't have mixed liquor, but, you know, I got home <laughs> safe and sound. Thankfully, to Terrence and the homeboy with the car, you know. Hey, man. Wow, man. That's a, what a story, man. Everything's full circle. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, 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 that's beautiful, man. I, I'm so happy for you and proud of you, brother. Like, Appreciate like with everything that you had to deal with, you know, and, you. and again, you didn't let that stop you. No matter what you went through, you knew what you wanted and you went for it and you worked so hard to get it. So every reward you get, bro, it's so well-deserved, man. Appreciate that. And like Al said, you know, sometimes it comes from within. It comes from your relatives. It comes from people that, like, you grew up with or you even idolized or people who, who are mentors to you will be the first ones to turn around and, and judge you and criticize you and put you in that scope and, and microanalyze every move that you do or every move that they want you to do. But, you know, we all have our own paths and journey, man, and it, it's up to us really to keep trucking. And, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it does help to have, like, you know, friends that that support you know that our family too it doesn't necessarily have to be relatives because a lot of folk got me through some difficult times even right now you know like the support is, is it's a beautiful thing man i read every comment every yeah, like man. and all that and it helps me out yes sir
Yes, sir. It's good to have that, especially. Uh, I remember. Um, I remember just to um, add to that, um, Joe Button when he was when he was speaking uh, in a in a in an interview with the show that it, with the show that they did on Complex. You know, because he's somebody else that went through depression, and he right. said he said going through that and um, looking at his Twitter feed and you know just. Just for random people, just to check on them, just asking them, "Hey, did you eat today?" You know, just a simple question like that can make you feel good. You know, somebody that you don't know, you know, they care enough to be like, "Hey, how, how are you feeling today?" You know, True what's shit. going yeah, on man. today? You know, you know, just it hearing means a lot. that it means a lot. It goes a long way, and it's yeah. a and it's a it's a great thing to have that support. You know, so um, so T man, you up, baby? Man, so. It's from an artist uh, named Jean Grey. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, She's so dope. Yeah, man. And it's called Keep Living. And nice. I think this one, I can't say, um, you know, I have a personal relationship with, but I, I, I listen to it all the time for the symbolic references of, of when this dope woman MC is talking about her life and mental health. And when, as she was opening up, you know, about just, you know, like her life and, and, and what she was going through, I found that very inspirational to, to always let myself know that I could always talk about mental health and talk about the things that I go through, you know, because when, like, she talked about some of the same things, ironically, years ago that we talked about today, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she said some stuff like grew up as a child of an alcoholic and assisted to a schizophrenic and I already inherited one and they both genetic. And I'm mm. like, yo, like, mm. and like, it's blowing my mind. Like when I hear the lyrics and I'm like, man, like she's really talking some stuff that people really need, need to pay attention to. You know what I'm saying? And she says stuff like, like when the sun falls and I get no sleep, nights are filled with party and bullshit, Bacardi and a full mm. clip. Like, and it's like, we just talked about just sometimes the things that we do to, to cope when we party, right. you know, or we like for for me at a point just drinking and ironically it my drink of choice back then was Bacardi and and, and so like man like so when like she's talking about her her life and and how she's bearing a soul and and just talking about all the things that that she's gone through like it it always inspired me to always keep that perspective that you know I got to keep telling my story you know um and I gotta not be ashamed of of the things that I, that I've gone through, you know. So I mean, that's, right. that's really the, the reason why I always listen to to this song, and and why I love it so much. Oh yeah, man, um, powerful, very powerful. I mean, she's so dope. Jean Grey is excellent, you she's know, so and, and 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 the way that she puts her words together, the way that she tells her stories, and you know, she doesn't sound like anybody. No, and, and that's what we love. We love originality, and you know, we we look at ourselves to be ourselves. We look at ourselves to be original, you know, different. So, so, so when you hear somebody that's not part of the norm and they stay true to themselves, mm-hmm. it's 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 wonderful. And she's a talented rapper, great writer. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just brilliant. And um, thank you for sharing super that slept on. Oh, yo, yeah. and, and yeah. that's so crazy because, like, when you asked me this, I was like, "Yo, 
this is probably like one of the only shows of people that I'm gonna go on and they're gonna ask me and I tell her and, and, and I say this name and this song and they're gonna know it. Oh yeah, I, oh I, yeah. I, I put you at the right place. Great. And they were like, well, who? I'm like, oh. Nah, they, like, oh, they missing man. out, man. <laughs> they are missing out. <laughs> Truly. They gonna know. <laughs> Truly missing oh, out. Word yeah. up. She, she's so I love dope. Jean Grey. Oh, uh, yeah. Ninth Wonder. Dope. Excellent. Oh, man. Powerful, man. Candy, man, what you got? Uh, so this next song, um, I give a, mind if I give a bit of a background as to why? Go, go. Go so, right ahead. Uh, I was in a really uh, tough relationship back in 2016, ended in 2017, and, like, the breakup was, like, awful. A lot of, uh, I won't get into too much detail, but, like, a lot of lies, a lot of hurt, a lot of deceit. Um, I should be a father right now, but, um, you know, due to the lies and deceits and sneakiness of others, um, I'm not a father. So, had a baby, yeah, had a baby aborted um, without my knowledge. Um, so that, that still stings to this day. All good. Um, everything happened to a reason. I believe like, uh, the handcuffed, I would have been handcuffed to that person for 20, 22 years if she would have never did that. So I thank her for that. But, um, if anybody's ever going through a breakup, cause this song helped me through this breakup. Um, it's, it's, it's Drake and Janae Aiko, um, from time. And like, you listen to the words and like, like I know, I know. Like Drake is not the most highly thought of person on this show, but um, nah. Like it's just like, for example, um, for example, like you know, I used to smoke. I used to smoke marijuana like crazy at that time, and like Drake is like, you know, he the song talks about him going through a breakup, and is like uh, he says we might have rolled a white paper, just something to hold us. And he talks about um, wasting time because, you know, something doesn't work out and you you feel like you're wasting time. Um, Where's the exact line? But, yeah, like the song is just deep. And then Janae Aiko, like even like she does the intro and the chorus and she's like, you shouldn't have to deal with that. And like, yeah, like nobody should have to deal with like their significant other doing some crazy sneaky shit like that so like so like it speaks to me you know what i mean and like he's saying he's and like drake says in the song i want to take it deeper than money pussy and vacations like you know that's all that's all stuff at the surface like so that proves like just like what he was saying in that song i wanted something deeper even though even though it didn't it didn't really work out he goes we've been talking about the future and time that we wasted Cause you know, now that the situation's over, it's like, where am I gonna go next? And then I look back and I'm like, damn, I wasted all that time with the wrong person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and then, and then he also talks about in that song putting the bottle down. So obviously, when he went through that breakup, he was drinking. I went through mine. God knows there was one night, there was one night uh, a couple months within like a month of that breakup. I went out to like a bar, had like 15 Coronas. Shout outs to my man Stretch. He was there. He could attest to it. But, um, and like at the end of the first verse, he says, I search for something I'm missing and disappear when I'm bored. And like that just spoke to me because like that's how, that's exactly like how I felt. So, like, it's just, it's just crazy. And like he talks about, um, 
Because I'm not going to lie. When I was in that relationship, like, I used to try to buy love. Like, if I thought if I thought Shorty was mad at me or something, I would go get her a nice gift or something. So, like, he talks about, uh, I spent the summer uh, with Michael Kors at, with my mama's debit. A week attempt at flexing. I'll never forget it. So, like, this, this whole song is relatable to me. That's wonderful. I'm glad that that song can help you. And, and, and I've said some things about Drake. I'm not a big Drake fan. I've said a lot. But... I respect his craft and his ability to express himself. One thing about Drake, when he does a record, he tells you, he, he expresses it and, you know, and he lets you know what's going on. So if, 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 if that record can help you through any pain and anything that you dealt with, I'm very happy that it helped like, you. Like, helped like, you. I remember like, that too. Like, you know what it is about that record is like, yeah, it felt like, like, like we was talking about earlier when you try to talk to people and like you're in a crowded room and yeah. like you feel alone because nobody can relate to you. That yeah. song, I felt like that song. He was describing my situation I was in. That's like, wow. Like I felt like I felt like my life was was the inspiration for him putting pen to paper for that song. As crazy right. as it sounds. No, like, that's great. Like the entire song is just talking about. I felt like he was talking about my situation. Like, yeah. Yo, Drake, if you're listening to this, man, uh, I take two percent royalties, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny when you when you actually hear a record and you be like, "Wait, are you talking about me? Where'd you get that from? Did I? I mean, I could have written this for you because you're so on point to what what you're talking about. Everything I'm dealing with right now, you actually have it here. That's what makes music so great that you have that go to song or go to songs that you could put on. And it just tells everything that you... You don't even have to put it in the words. They put it in words and, for you. And, like, the feeling is, like, you know, finally, somebody who knows what I'm going yeah, through. Yeah, man, that feels good, man. Well, um, on to my pick. And we're gonna, before, we're gonna, before you before up? you go on, I just want to say, like, um, like, you know, relationships cause a lot of stress. Dealing with the opposite sex and somebody you got feelings for, it causes a lot of stress. So... And and for anybody out there who thinks like looking for looking for somebody is what's gonna make you happy and fix you, it's not. That's only gonna cause you more problems if you're dealing with the wrong one. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a fact. That's, that's a, fact. a fact. Yeah, that's a jewel for everybody out there that needs to know that. You gotta be right for yourself before you're right for anybody else. Yep. So always always make sure that you're on point. And um with that being said, we're gonna go to we're going to go back to Me Against the World, the album, and we're going to go with Tupac Shakur with a song that I'm sure everybody here can appreciate. It Ain't Easy. That record it ain't right easy. there, man. That wow. record. The, <laughs> Classic the way, he, the, way he, the way he is on that song, that album to me, that's my favorite Pac album ever because Pac got so personal. He was dealing with so much. You could hear how tired he is on this song just from the hook it ain't easy being me will i see the penitentiary or will i stay free and from the start i take a shot of hennessy now i'm strong enough to face the madness nickel bag full of cis weed laced with hash phone calls from the niggas on the other side two childhood friends just died i couldn't cry like hearing that first of all hennessy is my favorite drink so <laughs> already had he already had my attention with that and then the alcohol. We've talked about alcohol on this show. They call it liquid courage. 
for those that don't know, they like that's a term that's that's a term that's used sometimes. And it's like when you need something to face the madness of the world, whether it be a drink, whether it be a smoke, you know, you take that. And then and then that line about two childhood friends just died. I, I couldn't cry. It's like the norm. Like, look at look at what we're dealing with right now with this COVID-19. Look how many people have died. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my God, it's like how many people, how many people are going to die? Am I next to die? Mm-hmm. Am I afraid to die? Like, is this is like if I die from this or if I die from anything else, what's going to happen? And Pac was facing death every day. He was dealing with that every day in his songs. And then and then when you listen to it, even though he said two childhood friends just died, he said a damn shame. When will we ever change? And what remains from a 12 gauge to the brain? Like he's pouring his heart out and telling you he's like all that drama got me stressing like I'm hopeless. I can't cope. It's like when it's like you're in prison. You're in the prison of your mind like there's no escape. When I hear this record, it's not easy living the life you live. It's not easy being the person that you are. We talked about earlier where nobody could be in your shoes. Like you see a lot of rappers talk about, oh, I'm the next Pac and every other that. No, 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 no. Right. Another great rapper himself, DJ Quick said it himself. Everybody want to be Pac, but they don't want to fill them shoes unless they feel them shots. Mm. Pac got shot a whole bunch of times. Who wants to go through that? He didn't want to go through that. Who wants to get shot? Who wants to deal with the stress of being accused of sexual abuse or being in a, right. or being in rap beefs or being in any situations at all? So Pac was like, my life is not easy. You think it's all glamorous. No, it's not. And then when he said and then and then on the same song where he asked the question. Bill Clinton, can you recognize a nigga representing doing 20 to life in San Quentin? At that time, you know, where they talk about the three strikes you're out rule in California and everything like that, you get charged with the same crime three times. You going in for a long bid. And you got these politicians out there that push for it. Like they can't identify yeah. with what with what's going on in our lives out here. And then you gotta then True. and, and then my favorite line in the song. Getting calls from my nigga Mike Tyson. Ain't nothing nice. Yo, Pac, do something righteous with your life. You got somebody that's in jail telling somebody, yo, you do not want to come here. Stay out of here. So when I I listen to It Ain't Easy, I'm like, man, everything I've been through in life, I went through it. I don't know if anybody else could deal with it. It's not easy being who you are, but you are who you are. So even though it isn't easy... You just have those moments where you just got to step back, slow down, mellow down, and just breathe. And and that's what Pac was doing on this song. He was just exhaling all the pain, all the negativity, everything that he's been through. So I take that record to heart when I listen to it. It's just a soothing, soulful record from Pac, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Fucks with it. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Um, e, you up with the next one? All right. So, know how uh, QG says LL Cool J is his um, his rap father. So if I had uh, a rap father, it'd be Guru from Gangstar would be my hey, rap father. There we go. <laughs> he's, he's dropped so many gems, man. It was just hard to choose like 
one song because I know I had to throw him in. You know, I know Nas has been like a popular choice and, you know, he is a poet. But Guru, man, he his voice, his tone, his disposition, everything speaks to you. But on this song, I seen an, an angry side of Guru. And I actually kind of can relate. You know, I'm a Gemini, so I have, you know, two sides, you know, not two faced on two sides, you know. One side, right. you know, you got to put your happy face on for the world and stuff. But there's another side where, you know, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of, you know, stress, a lot of questioning. And um, Deadly Habits is my choice. Mm, and, wow. You know, you know, just the chorus, you know, he, they will never know what I do mm-hmm. to get by. And the many times I almost died, they will never know all the reasons why I flip. And now I got to keep an extra clip. They will never know what the stress is like and why I'm on point, ready to fight. They will never know all the pressure and pain and don't give a fuck at what they think of me, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I know I didn't sing good as Al, but <laughs> y'all get the point. Uh, no, actually, you sung better. You sung a lot better. Keep singing. <laughs> oh, but, dear um, God. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, and he's talking about, like, you know, people don't understand what the stress is like and why he's on point and why he's so tense all the time. And, you know, it, it's not something that people see, like, in me. But, you know, I do come from you know, a, a background where I, I did have to compete like within my own family and within my own neighborhood. So I have that like disposition sometimes that I'm just ready not to necessarily fight, but to compete and just to like scratch and claw for mine. And, you know, when I heard that song and I just, you know, once again, I felt, you know, he was talking to me with that because, you know, they will never know what it is to be raised in the family I was raised in and the surroundings I was raised in. It was just ultra competitive. You know, we didn't have many females in my neighborhood. Thank God for St. John's, man. Ooh. But, you know, a lot, a lot of beautiful females there. I could, you know, kind of channel that. But in my neighborhood, you know, when I would go home and stuff like that, it, it was just it was just nothing but us dudes. You know, we would just play sports and, you know, a lot of testosterone, a lot of um, competition within and it, it turned into envy and, and, and a lot of other things. But you know, listening to Guru, that that was like, that was like my hype man. You know, that was like my my coach in my corner when it came down to it. And that that song, Deadly Habits, man. You know, you hear the beat; it's it's a smooth like you know jazz kind of sound. But he he's very angry in that song. You know, and oh and, yeah, you know, and a lot of the lyrics there it doesn't really sound like some of the teachings that he normally is accustomed to. You know, like to giving us listeners and stuff, but. I, that's that song right there, yeah, man. That's that's me all day. I love Deadly Habits, and you're right. He he expressed himself about the frustrations and 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 everything. And you're right, because Guru, he's the guru. You know, when he does records, he he educates, he teaches, and he's so smooth and laid back. He doesn't yell, he doesn't scream, but he got his point across with that record there. Yeah, he yeah. sure did. That was a good pick, man. Very good sure. pick right there. T man, what you got? And so, you know, I know this song might be like a feel good song for many, but um, this this meant uh, uh, this song meant a lot to me. Um, and it's Biggie, uh, "Sky's the Limit." Oh um, yeah, you know, feel good song. So I I remember like I, I think I I said it like m- maybe earlier in the conversation, but when I was in the eighth grade, I had a guidance counselor pretty much tell me that like I would only end up in a zone school because of my speech. And because of my impediment and just pretty much, you know, you're going to go where I mean, he didn't he pretty much said pretty much where a lot of the black kids go. That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> um, and he said, you won't be able to get into any good schools like, you know, be, because of your impediment. And I was like, wow, I go home <laughs> and the song and this song premieres. 
Um, and it, and I was like, yo, like the hook. And, you know, from a guidance counselor perspective, like I kind of felt bad, you know, I kind of was feeling a little down because I was just like, man, like I didn't, you know, I didn't think that that's the way that things should be. And I didn't believe that about myself. And I go home and, you know, I, I, I ain't have kill back in the day. I don't know if y'all familiar with flavor videos back in the day, Bobby Simmons. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. That used to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was my cable. <laughs> um, so I, I remember going home and I put on, you know, Flair Vida because I, I love that show back in the day. And he and he premiered the song and the video. And I was like, yo, sky's the limit for me. Like it changed my whole attitude, it changed my whole like way that I was thinking. It changed my like my whole vibe from that conversation. Um, and, and I kind of just, re- just totally re- released what the guy counselor said. And the irony is the very next day, my, my mother went up to that school, <laughs> um, to have a, a wow. meeting with the guidance counselor <laughs> okay, about, okay. about what was said. Cause you know, of course she asked you, Hey, so how's school? Like how are things going? And I was like, Oh, you know, I had to be a meeting with the guidance counselor and this is what he said. And you know, you, you know, she wasn't too happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so she takes me back up to the school the very next day, and she's having a conversation, very, very stern conversation with the guidance counselor, um, who was an older white guy, and 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 um, and one of her last parting words were, "Is you may not know this, but the sky is a limit for 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 my son." And I was like, "Wow, what are the I, what now? My mom don't listen to hip hop." She don't listen to rap. She don't. She like she didn't know nothing about no notorious B.I.G. Like you know, what I mean, like she wasn't listening to none of those things. But I was like, yo, like this is my anthem. From here on out, I was like, yo, this is confirmation. My mom said it. I love the song. I I I love the chorus, and it's really just been my theme song since since it came out back in '97, man. And, um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it just had a sentimental value from from things from back in the day, and it's just always a constant re- a reminder of a feel good that you know what I mean. It's true, you know. And I didn't go to my zone school, obviously, because I ended up in St. John's Prep with Child, right? So, um, you know, you know, so <laughs> yes, I definitely felt, I felt some vindication when I finally got into the school that I really wanted to go to, man. And I was bumping that from from sun up till sundown, man. So that's kind of why the, the reason I, I picked that one right there. That's a good one. I mean, I mean, Life After Death is my favorite rap album ever. And, you know, Oof. Skies is the Limit is a great song, especially from the way he started it off. A nigga yep. never yep. been as broke as me. I like that. <laughs> when I was young, I had two pair of leaves besides that. And I was like, yo, <laughs> Big was talking. Like, and I mean, to go from nothing to wearing the same clothes all the time to get made fun of to finally achieving success. I especially love the last part. You know, me where 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 he was talking about his daughter, you know, where, where, where he mentioned get my daughter this college plan so she don't need no man. Mm-hmm. Stay far from timid. Only mm-hmm. make moves if your heart's in it and live the phrase sky's the limit. Like he was he was telling you, giving you something for the future. And, you know, he was telling you if you want it, like we've been talking about, go after it. And and big and big is the rags to riches story. So it's just it's just so good to um I'm happy that that record motivated you 
and it's a very good selection. And, you know, and shout out, shout out, shout out to Marv Dukes and everything, man, for coming through, man, and telling you that. You know, Marv's gonna play them games, man. No, Marv's don't play. Yeah, you, yo, you tell your balls that she, she gonna show up, man. She gonna show them yeah. what? What you say? Like, nah. like, ain't no older white man gonna tell you that you can't be great. You crazy? Oh man, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool, man. Oh man, Candy Man, you up? Uh the next, the next song I'm picking, uh, we take it back to Tupac from the Still I Rise album, the song of that same name with him and the Outlaws. Wow. Okay. Like, um, like even um, a lot of people don't realize this, but even before the song starts, like you got Castro on the intro, um, actually talking to God, uh, talking about uh, we've been struggling for as long as we know in a search of paradise to touch. Talk about dreams of dreams, and reality seems to be the only place to go, the only place for us. And then, you know, he, he goes on before Tupac spits that first verse. He's like, trying to make the best of bad situations seems to be my life stories. Ain't no glory in pain, a soldier's story in vain. And, like, that that that's powerful right there. And that's not even a verse. He's just talking. He's just talking. Yeah, that's right. And, like... It's just it's just crazy and, and Pac is going through uh he's talking about stuff that he went through and like even though I never went through exactly what he went through, like you can hear the pain in his voice and like sometimes you don't even have to be able to relate to the situation to to understand like what's going on or for it to make you feel some type of way. Cause sometimes the best way to to relate to somebody going through pain is to equate it to yours, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh man, um, especially when it's somebody that you admire and you watch to see the pain that they go through and the fact that they express it, you know, because Pac is a is a is a cultural icon. He's a figure. He's 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 labeled as a great himself. And this, especially when you have a favorite, when is the chance you're ever going to see them in person? And ever walk up to him and say, hey, thank you for all the great music, everything that you've done. This is this is their way of reaching us. This is their way of getting close to us. We're welcoming. We welcome them into our lives, into our homes, into our hearts when we listen to their music. And who can express pain like Pac can? Pac takes so many different emotions and just pours it into his record. And he what I love about Pac. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. He tells you straight up. Like, there's no metaphor. There's no fancy punchline. There's none of that. This is it right here, right in front of you, down and dirty. Here's the presentation. Take from it what you will. And still I rise. The title says it all. No matter what I go through in life, still I rise. Still I overcome everything. And I'm happy that you brought that up, Al, because look, Look what that man went through. They left that man for dead in jail. Yeah. Nothing. You and know like, what I mean? Yeah. And like the 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 last line of the first verse of the song, like I feel like I could relate to it, especially because, you know, I'm not trying to take credit for nothing, but, you know, I feel like as far as Rap Lab goes, like I sparked like that idea and look what we've created and look how we still here like one whole year later. And, and in the last line of the first verse, he goes, 
I was born not to make it, but I did. The tribulations of a ghetto kid. And and like Terrence was touching on before, and like you said earlier, like I too have been told that like I'm not gonna I'm not I like when I've expressed my dreams and aspirations to people to be like, oh man, like you you can't you're not going nowhere with that. Even like even like with this show, like I'll never forget a year ago when I was telling people I had an idea. Or and then after the show started, people was like, "Yo, man, nobody want to hear that shit. Y'all talking about old shit. Nobody, nobody's gonna want to listen to that." And look, we 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 worldwide. We got people in Canada, Paraguay, Pakistan, and Sierra Leone, and I didn't even know they knew what rap was out there. Nor do they speak English. So. Oh yeah, fuck all. That's right. That's right. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Al, you can attest to this. You've been told many times. No, like it's not gonna work. You're not gonna make it. It's not gonna uh, amount to anything. I'm sure you've been told that plenty of times, bro. Almost every time I had an idea of something I wanted to do, always had a group of people be like, "Yo, that's not gonna work," or you're not gonna mm. achieve nothing. Look at us now. We're gonna be in Atlantic City rolling. Hey, yes, rolling. <laughs> so it's all I can't good. wait. That's, that's beautiful. Good. Man. That's, beautiful that's right. gonna be awesome. Thank you, T Man. Yeah, most definitely. Everybody out there, keep looking out for postings about that because it's coming. It's gonna be hot in June, man. Yeah. Um, uh, my next pick, sticking with two pock. This time it's uh, Tupac and Scarface and Tupac. It's the song Smile. Mm. And uh, it's going to be the some beginning. shit you're going to see. Yep, that's it. Then he said there's going to be some stuff you're going to see that's going to make it hard to smile in the future. But through whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, you got to keep your sense of humor. You got to be able to smile through all this bullshit. Remember that. And look at everything that we're seeing now. You know, so... I look at that record and I'm like, no matter what I go through in life, I still got to carry on. And that entire first verse by Pop is just so, oh God, it's just so vivid. And the way he talks about the narrative of how the black community and everything that's going on, our lifestyles be close captioned, addicted to fatal attractions, pictures of action be played back in the midst of mashing, no fairy tales for this young black male, some semi-stranded in this land of hell, jail and crack sales, hustling hardly think of culture, or the repercussions while busting on backstabbing vultures, selling my soul for material wishes, fast cars and bitches, like, all of this is what we're surrounded by. And then again, he was like, why shed tears save your sympathy my childhood years were spent burying my peers in the cemetery here's a message to the newborns waiting to breathe if you believe that you can't achieve just look at me so i i take that there and I'll be like look at pop look at what he had to go through what i'm dealing with isn't even in comparison to what he had to go through he said against all odds through life is hard we carry on so I listen to that record and I'm like, you know what? No matter what I got, no matter what goes on, I got to keep going on. I got to smile through all this bullshit. You know what I mean? I may, it, it may not be on the outside, but on the inside, I'm smiling. You mm. know? And then again, nice. oh yeah, like even though you don't see it on the inside, I got to hold that on. That's the only thing that's keeping me up. And Scarface too. Scarface had a beautiful verse where he was like, you know, um, stuck inside again of fantasy, hoping it changed. But when I focus on reality, we broke and in chains. 
We are handcuffed to a lot that's going on. We are trapped. We're, we we, we, we got to break our way out of the system. And the system is this mental health, this depression, this anxiety, all these things that's going on that's holding us back. And then again, how motivating is Pac with that third verse? Fuck the world as we unloading witness furious speeds. And even when he says the best revenge is fuck friends, we military-minded soldiers busting shots blindly trying to find Jehovah, so help me, somebody save me. He's pleading for help. Mm. He's asking for help. This is his way of doing it. Where Where is everybody that, that, I, that I helped, that everybody I've been around, where they at? And then, to, and then to top it all off, he said, somebody saved me, lost and crazy, scared to drop a seed, hoping I ain't cursed my babies. Maybe now, niggas feel me now, picture my pain, embrace my words, make the world change, and still I smile, nigga. So no matter what goes on, no matter what I go through in life, if you still come at me with everything you got, I'm still going to smile at you. I'm still going to be a success. So that's my motivation record to go on. Mm. That's what's up. That's what's oh, up. yeah, most definitely, man. E, back on you, brother. Jump right into it. Joel Ortiz, hip-hop. Ah, well, Ortiz. <laughs> and you know, I come from a somewhat traditional um, Latino background. I had a lot of elders who questioned, you know, me listening to hip hop and me getting into the culture. You know, they made fun of it. They didn't really understand, you know, especially, you know, back in the day, it wasn't as prominent as it is now. Now you see everybody on commercials and NBA All Star games, and you know, back then it was it was a rare thing to see like a rapper in a positive light, you know, because these guys were always in the news or always being made to be like bad guys and stuff. So when I chose the route of, you know, indulging myself in the culture of hip hop, I had a lot of people, a lot of relatives or family members that questioned it and, and just made fun of it. But I didn't let that stop me from enjoying it and loving it. And this song right here, it, it means so much because, you know, he talks about that. And in the chorus, you know, he says he wakes up hip hop, go to sleep hip hop, dream about hip hop. I am hip hop. This yes. is hip hop. Hands up forever if you're a fan of hip hop. And he said, um, I ain't trying to make you dance. I just rip beats, but the soul in my voice give you quick feet. I don't know what it's like not to dig deep. When I'm holding this mic, I just don't speak. And it's the same thing because I write, you know, and I used to write and perform and everything like that, too. And no one really understood, like in my family or, or around me, that what power it was to hold a pen in my hand and, and just to make people feel me. I remember the day before my wedding, we stumbled upon an open mic in Astoria. And, you know, I busted out a freestyle and I had people coming up to me after that. I felt special. I felt like that guy, you know, and no other genre, no, no job I had, you know, up until then made me feel like that. And hip hop made me feel powerful, you know, made me feel like eternal, made me feel forever because, you know, you lay a track down and that could carry on for for eons if it's shared and given to the right people and stuff like that. So that song right there just talks talk so much to me about the culture and, and everything that I am and everything that I do, including this podcast. My man. Man, that's fire. That's beautiful, man. What a story. Hey, I mean, let me ask you a question. Is there is there any footage of that freestyle, man? The, um, I have a short clip of it, and I post it every now and then on Instagram, and you see me busting a verse. You see me, you know, just going around in a circle, just looking at everybody, just... Just ready to eat, boy. Yo, I'm telling you, man. That, ooh, 
that night right then, it's still in me. It's still in me, man. It's, it's I know coming. it's still in you. It's it's coming. <laughs> I know. I know it's there, man. I know. It's, I know it's there. Hey, like what what they always love about that, and 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 that's and that's the beauty of hip hop. When you get into the zone, it's tunnel vision. Nobody yeah. can take you out of it. When you lock radar focus, bro, you are locked radar focused. And that and and that record by Joel Ortiz. Joel is underrated, man. Yeah, very underrated. Oh man, he's an underrated. He's a passionate MC. I, I love the way I love his technique. I love his raps, his stories, and and like you said, coming from where you come from and growing up how you grow up, when you see somebody like that, you relate to it and you and and and, and you gravitate towards it. So it's, it's it's great that you had that record to motivate you and push you through it, man. That's that's beautiful right there, man. Straight up, straight up. All right, T man, talk to us. Man, so I know you guys Before mentioned y'all uh, hip hop godfathers. Um, and for me, my hip hop godfather's common. Um, hey, okay. Um, I mean, he stayed consistent, but um, to me, this song right here, like I remember, kind of struggling with like just what I was seeing on the TV screen a lot. You know, with you know, as far as just a lot of our young brothers and sisters being killed, right? And yeah. I think this song to me, you know, the last few years have helped me kind of get through kind of just just the things I've seen, man, and kind of gave me hope. I kind of feel like this song is like a hip hop version of Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. Mm. Um, and that's Glory by Common Feature. I mean, yeah, by Common Feature and John Legend. Um Okay. Just the just the the lyrics and and like the like the meaning, um, of what this song represents and just the lyrics, you know, it's just hands to the heavens, no man, no, no weapon formed against us. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes, glory is destined. Every day, women and men become legends, and it's like, damn, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it it's it's just a lot. It's just sins that go against our skins become blessings, and. I, I, I just hear it, you know, I play it a lot, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, with with everything that's gone on, that what we've seen, just even just in 2020 alone, like, you know, we can get to all the other years and the other hashtags and stuff like that um, can go on and on. But when I hear that song, man, it just does something to me. It just puts me in a different space, um, puts me in a time where it's just, man, like, you know, you know, there's like there there is hope. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like he always pro- provides me with a lot of different perspectives, whether it, it be about so, so social injustices or relationships or, or life. Like Common always just tells me a story. Um, and and um, and this song just just means a lot to me, especially when it comes to, you know, to that part of my life. Common is a poet, man. Man, man. I mean, the way the way Common can paint pictures oh. and 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 speak for our community cuz he I love I love hearing Common in his interviews. I love his music mm-hmm. and the way that he puts it all together in perspective that 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 we can understand. It's just powerful and Common is Common is a great representation and a great spokesperson for it. He's always been that type of person to yeah look yeah. at the issues bring it to the forefront and he does it the right way 
Common mm. doesn't have to get all rah rah and crazy and all mm. this. No, he could express it and articulate it in a way that you can respect it. Yeah, and, and, and it just hits you differently too. It's just like, oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. Totally different. Absolutely. And I mean, that's what we love about Common. That's a great song. And then of course with John Legend, you know, being a oh, part of that. He's yeah. a soulful brother in his own yeah. right. So you got you got two soulful brothers, one rap, one sing, and you bring them together. That's some good cooking right there, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Straight up. That's a great record. Candyman, you up. So uh, for my next pick, uh, I'm going to take it uh, back to Brooklyn. Um, devastated by, by Joey Badass. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I first heard... Joey's uh, dope. Yeah, Joey is dope. Shout-outs to Joey. Shout-outs to Pro Era. Uh, R.I.P. Capital Steez. But um, when I when I first heard this song, um, I didn't like it. It had to grow on me. But again, it always takes... It always takes when you go through something for you to start looking at things differently. And um, yeah. I felt this song after a while. And it's like... Even 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 look at the hook. I used to feel so devastated. At yeah. times I thought we'd never make it. But now we on our way to greatness. Like that's powerful words right there. Yeah. And all that ever took was patience. Like and then even the first this is like I like to call it a recovery song. You know what I mean? Yes. Like even look at look how he starts off the first verse. Okay, just getting better each day. Like, and that's true because after you've been hurt, from the day after you've been hurt and you wake up, you do, like, even though you still feel like shit, you 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 do start immediately getting better each day. Like, that's how the healing process starts. You gradually get better as time goes on. You know what I mean? That's so right. So it's just, mm-hmm. like, that, that, that song speaks to me. And... Like, I feel like it's a, it's an inspiration song. Like, I put my pain on the cadence, turn my brain up a wavelength. Like, fire. And, th- and then of course, all all songs that deal with coming back from depression got to deal with Sticky Hickey because he's like, let's roll some dope. Yeah, we gonna blow smoke in the sky. So, I mean. Yeah, shout-outs to Joey for making that song. Hey, man, I'm surprised that song isn't, like, more universally played because, you know, it has a great message and there's not much cursing, you know? I'm surprised, like, you know, that's not one of the hip-hop songs that you hear more often, like, you know, like, if you're going, like, in the, you know, I don't know, the Old Navy or the Gap or something. Like, I feel like it's one of those songs that could be, like, enjoyed by anybody, you know? But, you know, and you know what the problem, you know what the ironic thing you say that, but... That's his most played main. That's his most mainstream song as he ever had. Yeah. That's his most played song. So it's it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Like it should get more play. But um, nah, man. I really I really feel that song. And like I look back at like some dark times in my life, and even lately, and I just be like, yo, man, I used to feel so devastated. Like it's it's it's, it's facts. Like that's the reflection song right there. Right. That's great, bro. Like, I mean, I know how much of a, of a fan you are of um, Pro Era and, and Joey Badass and, and all those guys. And, yeah, like, you need you need more records like that. And, and, and Eric said it just now. Like, records like that need to be played, you know? Like, what's, up, you know, what, what's Ray, up with these Ray, people out there? Yeah. Radio don't want to hear that. 
They're not gonna play that. They're they not too, gonna play that. They, they yeah. too busy playing WAP and Throat Baby and all this. Other yeah, yeah. <laughs> true shit. Yeah, like like we need balance. We need to hear those records. It's not gonna. Like, make, it's not a money making record. That's what the problem is. Because again, that's the problem. People right. want to sweep mental health under the rug and turn a blind eye like it don't exist. So exactly, you say exactly right, and and it's like pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like these people that are in control. This is food. This is food for our brain. This is nourishment for our minds. We need these records. So, like you guys said, man, it's 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 out there. Once you get it, hold on to it. It can help you. Um, sticking with uh, Tupac and sticking with the same album with Me Against the World, we got Lord Knows. Ooh, that's my shit right there. Oh man, one of my favorite. Oh, oh man, come on. I smoke a blunt to take the pain out. And if I wasn't high, I'd probably try to blow my brains out. I'm hopeless. Hopeless. They should have killed me as a baby. Oh, man. When I heard that, I was like, wow. Because that's exactly when you're depressed and you and you, and you you feel like you have nothing to offer in this world. That's how you feel. You want to blow your damn brains out. You, you feel like death is better than dealing with all this pain. Lord knows. And again... He said, another sip of that drink, that Hennessy got me queasy. Don't want to Earl Young nigga take it easy. That's all I was drinking when I was depressed. I I practically drowned myself in Hennessy, laying on the damn floor in my own throw up. Like, oh, man, like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, just listening to that song and just and just feeling what he was feeling. That that thought about death is better than dealing with this pain, all that stress. And again, you know, you, you could go through all of the verse. You could listen to everything. He's like, and every single day it's a test where a bulletproof where a bulletproof vest and still a nigga stressing over death. It's like when I go to work, when I was dealing with the job I was dealing with, it's like every day it was a test for me to keep my composure walking through those doors and I, I would listen to this song every day before work because it would help me somewhat i would just close my eyes and just listen to pop talk to me and have his words help me and again it really 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 did and he's talking about death that's the way i felt and he and and and, and he repeated the first the first couple bars in the last verse, he said it again. I smoke a blunt to take the pain out, and if I wasn't high, I'd probably try to blow my brains out. He said it again so you could hear him. That's exactly the way I felt. I want. I said, yo, I don't want to be here no more. I'm dealing with all this crap. Death is better than this. I want to die. I feel like death is way better. And it's like hearing, the, hearing him talk about it and hearing the words, like only God knows. He's the only one up there that sees all of this. He sees what... I'm feeling what I'm dealing with. I'm asking God to kill me, and he hasn't. So it's like, I got to be here. I still got to be here to suffer through all this nonsense. But hearing Pac with that with that record helped me out a lot, just to hear him talk and, 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 to, and to see what he was dealing with. Because he's like, you could be next if you want to, but who do you run to? Like... Who do you go to when you're dealing with all this pain and all this stress and all this stuff in your life? So that helped me settle and get through a lot, that record. Nice. I 
Oh, yeah, man. Uh, e, we back on you, brother. So I'm going to stay in the lane. Like Alfred said, recovery songs, Talib Kweli, Get By. Oh, yeah. That it's beautiful, man. It's it, that's music right there. That is uh what the old folk call music. <laughs> it ain't yes, the hippity hoppity yes. stuff right there, man. That's uh, <laughs> some good old fashioned music. And yeah. Talib Kweli, man, he's super super under underrated, overlooked. You know, he he's lyrical, man. And this song right here, you know, it's a little more universal than Devastated. And I feel like both of them songs, both of them songs are kind of like in the same lane as far as like Al, Al said, like the recovery stuff. You know, and um, just quote a couple lyrics. He said, the TV got us reaching for the stars, not the ones between Venus and Mars, the ones that be reading for the parts. Some people get breast enhancements and penis enlargers. Saturday sinners, Sunday morning at the feet of the father. They need something to rely on. We get high on all types of drugs. When you're all ready, all you really need is love just to get by, just to get by. That right there, man, that's, I feel like that could touch anybody, you know? Yes, it can. It's such a feel-good song, and even that, like, um, when the song bleeds out and they have, you know, the gospel singing there and the harmonizing, it, it just so it's so uplifting. You know, it's hard to like press fast forward on a song like that when it comes on. You know, you kind of feel like like less of a person if you just like kind of moving past it because it's just a, it's such a good message it has, man. So that one right there definitely touches me and and helps me get by. Oh yeah, that's good, man. Like you said, Kwali underrated overlooked such a great message in that song man and, 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 and again it's like it's a it's a spiritual song you know what yeah. I mean? like when you hear especially with that choir and everything ah just yeah. to give by just to give by <laughs> everybody could sing that together everybody yeah. could be a part of that Word, especially Al, so, he could sing that <laughs> Come on, this is not the this not the episode for that, man. We try to stay serious, man. No, 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 man. I this can't is, help it. I'm a hey, I'm a fan of it, man. I ain't gonna lie, I like it. <laughs> oh, you like his singing? Oh man, I, I, I like Finally. I like his singing, and then I like I like how y'all you know I like y'all response. So it's kind of you know I'm kind of in the middle of it, you know. Oh damn, I thought I thought I thought I thought you. I mean, my... it's like I mean, it's I'm on hey, both hey, sides listen, on this hey, one if hey, I can be. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, it's like nails on a chalkboard, man. When, oh you know, man, when this dude's singing, he's just Ouch. going on. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that, that's bad, man. Oh, <laughs> but great pick, great song, love it. Um, T man, what you got, brother? So I'm going back to the well. Um, this year, uh, well, tw- in 2020, man, I found the new one's kind of a motivating one. Um, it's, it's common off of his new album. Um, and it's called, um, courageous and, mm. and it's something about it. Um, like just, just the, the lyrics, like when he starts saying like unapologetic and, un, and unashamed with it times in life, I came with it when the unseen became vivid of different flesh, same spirit. It's like a lyric by Stevie wonder through, through the inner visions. You can see the wonder spent time in life being in the, in the run up. Couldn't run from what I've seen this summer trying to understand where we are in time looking at the world keep god in mind i know peace is hard to find i went out there found mine to to, to decide i'm alive on arrival my life is more than survival you, you can live and be live too. that's how heaven will describe you and like man like i'm sitting here like damn man like this guy like like 
the way that he paints the picture in this song, and then a, and then the chorus, like he has a great um a great up and coming artist named Paris Jones on on the chorus, and, and it's like if you want something real, I'm all here in the flesh. You you can take it or not. I'm not claiming or pretending to be what I'm not. I ain't nobody's angel. We in this world that is changing. Who you are, just embrace it. Stay courageous and be real. And that's the chorus. And I'm just like, man, like this song right here, man, just just does something to me every time I hear it. Just puts me in, in an incredible mood. And then when he hits verse two, he just says, look life in the eye. I can see clearer. A kingdom's coming. You can hear it near us. Stay close to the sincerest. Those the ones that became mirrors. Speak no hate. Let love hear us. Time is when I fear fearless. There's a self I got to take care of. So with this world, I can truly shell off and be a bearer of fruit on the planet. God, I don't take for granted. Time is manic. We internalize. Honor that little boy and little girl inside. Pray these words arise to the ears of angels. We let go of fears that came through. Change is beautiful as it is painful. The world is yours. Don't let it change you. Don't let it change you. Mm. And I'm like, yo. Like, that's like, that, like, to me, summed up my 2020, you know, and and I was like, man, out of all the stuff that was going on in 2020, like, this this song here just rode, rode me all the way through 2020, man, with his new album. Um, man, it, it was an inspiring song. Um, with, of course, one of the best storytellers and poets out, man, and, and you know, so that was my song for 2020, bro. I mean, so that was a beautiful revolution, right? That album. Yes. Part yeah, one. Okay. That was a good album. That was a slept on album, there. Very slept on. It definitely was, man. Like if you listen, you know, I, I mean, not you guys, because you guys do, but like if people really like listen to like the lyrics and like the messaging, like oh man, like it just paints a story, bro. Yeah, it sure does. Common is a poet, and he's the best one to tell it. That's poetry, right there. Yep. I couldn't do it. I, I, oh I no, not me. I, 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 I mean to put, I mean to put the words together like that, man. Common. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it justice. So, <laughs> hey, no, you did. You doing it, bro? Nah, I'm about to say, I'm about to say, T man, T man, rapping, man. T got Hell bars, no, man. Nice. <laughs> I should have let Eric read it. <laughs> oh man, that's that's dope. Candy man, what you got, man? All right, so. I gotta go back to the to my roots with this next one, because mm. uh, you know ain't no list ain't no Alfred list can complete unless uh, Master P pops up somewhere. All so, right. Uh, okay. I got a Fiend featuring Master P. Take my pain, like mm. that's a that's a real that's a real that's a real song that anybody that anybody uh, could relate to, and um just like some of these lines that, that that he spits like like every time i open my eyes i thank god for waking this soldier because in this cruel world it's hard to walk these streets being sober like you know how relatable that is mm-hmm. like because like like we all said like when you get down like you drinking you smoking like sometimes like and i'll admit like i've gone through stuff and, like, sometimes being sober is, like, the worst feeling in the world because you don't have nothing to, like, ease the pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, and then he also says, um, 
pillows and covers can't smother the pain that I have. So it's like even if you stay in bed all day and you don't want to go outside or you don't want to get up, it's still not going to change nothing. So that's right. right. Like it's just like it's just it's just all relatable. Like lines like you might catch me walking, walking with my head down in the pouring rain, trying to find answers to questions no one can seem to explain. Like, like. That's it, like I like I'm gonna call this like I know we used to say back in the day, well you used to say back in the day, Q, uh, grown man bars. That's exactly what this is. Is grown man bars. Word up. I got that from Goods and T Rex. Shout out to those guys. <laughs> yeah. So the grown man bars. That's right. Yeah, man. Like, like, and even trying to like deal with certain things and bottling it up, he can't do it because he he goes. Now through it all, I tried to ball and keep it real. They say they don't feel what I feel. Like, and that all goes to like people not being able to relate to you. That's right. So. Because because when people can relate to you, it it brings in it brings in a connection. Especially when they're dealing with the same pain. You you, you can talk about it because you relate to it. Oh, you went through it, I went through it too. Well, how did you overcome it? This is how I overcome it. And they gave you pit, uh, bits and pieces and advice and gems. Like, there's nothing more satisfying than when you speak to somebody and they be like, yo, I went through the same shit that you dealt with, the same things that you've been dealing with. And then you you start to feel more comfortable. Now you're at ease because it's like, finally, finally, somebody that understands it, somebody that been there. And, you know, coming from your roots with Master P, I know what Master P means to you. I know what the whole movement out there means to you. So when you get records like that, it teaches you how to grow and it teaches you how to mature. Absolutely, man. And I don't care who the artist is. Every artist is made. Well, every artist from, you know, 2006 or 2010 prior has made some type of deep record like that. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's that is so good, man. Um, um, this record right here is very very personal. Actually, actually, uh, actually, my next two picks are are, are are very very dear to my heart. Very very personal. So, uh, I'm sorry by the, by um Joyner Lucas. Now I heard of Joyner Lucas on features but this was at the time you know going into the three-year depression where i was so down done devastated with everything and i was looking up i was looking online you know about ways to cope ways to deal with depression just researching trying to figure things out for myself and i'm on youtube and i see this video at the bottom and it had so many views and i'm like okay let me click on this and for those that have never seen the video, it's not for the not for the weak at heart. It deals with suicide. And just listening to the lyrics and reading the lyrics from the first part, go ahead and call me a coward and say I'm not strong because I'm not like you. Go ahead and call me crazy because I live in a maze. Tell me how about you? I think I live in my head. Sometimes I think that I'm dead. I hide behind my youth. No, I've been losing my mind and I'm a little behind. Step inside my shoes because I've never been happy with myself and I don't need no one feeling bad for me. 
trying to offer me pity and throw jabs at me. Want to give me advice and then laugh at me behind closed the doors. Just close the door. Let me be by myself. Just me and myself. I'm tired mm-hmm. of living. I cry. I hear it easy to die. I want to see for myself. And I, and I know that it sounds crazy to everyone else, but I'm depressed as fuck. Stressed as fuck. And no mm-hmm. medicine no medicine that could cure. What's the test is drugs. I mean, I need extra love and that ain't even enough. Said that I, that ain't even enough. And where the fuck is God? I asked the same question. When I was on my chest with pain and my heart broke inside my chest, I'm on the ground. I'm crying every day. I cry when I wake up. I cry when I go to sleep. I said, where the hell is God at? Why am I suffering so much? Why don't you just kill me and end it? This song immediately saved my life because Jordan Lucas is telling two perspectives of somebody that committed the suicide and the friend that discovered the body. And now he's at the funeral. And the second verse where Joyner Lucas now takes the takes the part of the onlooker. Where he was like, I couldn't save you. I'm hurting because you're no longer here. What you did was very selfish, but how does it feel? How do you feel? Where are you right now? Are you with God? Are you in hell? Like, what am I going to do without you? I started to think about the people that are going to be affected if something happened to me. Because all I thought about for myself was, yo, I just don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to live anymore. I'd want when you when you want to die, nothing else matters in the world. You're like death is the only is my only peace. That's my only solace. But now with this record and seeing the video and learning from it, I understand that what I do can also affect other people. So I not only have to be strong for me i gotta be strong for them too and i had one of my best close friends tell me if you do something to yourself i'm gonna hate you and that hit me that hit me hard i'm like damn it's like what do i do here you know what i mean so that record and seeing that what that pain was like it brought it all to reality for me and then when i saw that record and when i saw the video and when i heard it i'm like I got to start making some changes. And I just want to personally thank Jordan Lucas for that type of type of song, man, because that needs to be told and that needs to be heard. That let me know how real mental health is in hip hop with that record. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. Oh, man. Most definitely. All right, E, what you got, man? All right. So we on the final stretch. Here, yep. just want to say, um, yo, T, that common album is dope, man. My favorite track on that joint is uh, Place in This World. So, if you get back to it, you hear that joint, just think of me, man. That's my joint right there. <clears throat> also, <laughs> also, you know, I want to give my brothers they flowers as always, man. I'm not scared to give flowers when it's due, yo, Al. You know, what I'm saying I appreciate you extending the, the olive branch and recruiting me, getting making me the first round draft pick of the Rap Lab podcast, you know, like. What you do is bigger than what you know, man. You know, we touching a lot of people around the world. So, you know, without you and without your vision, you know, like this wouldn't be possible. And I'm sure this podcast is going to help out a lot of people and it'll give them more, you know, introspective on on who we are too as men and as human beings. And hopefully it it sheds a different kind of light on us and, and, you know, makes us look at like more like, you know, people that that we could be reached, you know, and uh, cute. QG, you know, you you always been a close personal friend of mine, man. And yeah, man, dude, I'm text messages and stuff like that. I, I'd feel the same way as, as your boy, man. I, I would be uh, 
I'd, I'd be pretty upset if anything was to happen, you know, because, you know, I got my son, man, and I re I always told you, man, I can't wait for my son to call you Uncle QG, man. And, you know, you showed up and you showed up to, to my mom's wake and, you know, you was actually on your way out and my wife came out and I called you back to come back to meet her because, you know, I wanted y'all to meet, you know, at that, you know, because it, it meant so much to me that you came and it meant so much that like, you know, y'all had that exchange like in that environment. So that's going to stay with me forever. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I appreciate you for doing that. And I appreciate like all you do. You know what I'm saying? And you're a hell of a host, man. Like you can't take your voice away. You can't take your personality away from the world, man. It'd be pretty selfish, you know, if oh, I had to God. say so. You know wow, what I'm saying? Cause that's, that's 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 deep, brother. Ah, thank you, man. No, of course. I I mean, I mean, I've said this off the air, and I'll say it on the air. You know, with the situation like that, I had to come. You know, what I mean, like, like once I once once you once you put me on to where it was gonna be, I said, no, nah, man, I, I I'm out here. I definitely got to see my brother. Let him know I'm here for him a lot. I love him, and I'm a, I'm I'm gonna be there. And it was it was an honor and a pleasure to meet the wife, man. You know, so when I I said, of course, you know, I came right back, met her. It was great vibes, great energy. She was, you know, she was, she was very welcoming to me. Everybody that was there. And you know, just on the strength of love and family, man, it was it's, it's important. And I'm and I'm I'm a, I'm a heed those words, man. I I mean, I can't wait to meet the nephew in person. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's so that's real right there, most definite. Appreciate that. And you know, like you said, like you know, I I, tr I tried to keep you know like-minded people and like you know not necessarily relatives, but family. I'm glad you got a good vibe from them because you know that's that's the circle that I created because. You know, coming up, I had a lot of people who, who just didn't have my best interest. I would hang in circles, you know, just to be around, like, you know, a particular friend and stuff and, and, and tolerate, like, a lot of phony stuff from, like, the people they would hang around. But I had to grow and learn that, you know, I'm more important than that. You know, my mental health is more important than that. So, right. you know, when I right. when I put my, when I got back on my feet and, you know, I was home and um, got better for being homeless you know, I created that, that, that circle that I have of family and, you know, like you guys are a part of that, you know, and I just want everyone to, to get that feeling when they come around anything I do, like, yo, it's a lot of love here. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of realness here, a lot of genuineness. Cause you know, we're supposed to enjoy life and you don't know what the next band is going through. So, you know, you want to bring good energy to anything that you do. And, you know, I know I talked a lot about, um, anger in this, in this pod and, um, I'm not an angry person. I mean, the things that I've went through does make me angry. Um, yes. You catch me on you catch me on the E train. You know, I may have a face on. You know, we got the mask and all that, but I definitely under there definitely a face on because I'm deep, deep, deep in thought. But I'm wrapping up this pod on my end with the list. You know, I did the Talib quality get by. I'm gonna pretty much stay on that same wavelength, and I'm going with most deaf. Umi says, mm. that right what there. What a song. Yeah, is the ultimate meditation song for me. And it, it's like I said before, you know, it's what the grown folk will call music, not the hippity hop stuff It's music. You know, that's, that's right. that grown man stuff right there. And, you know, what I took from that is, you know, he was just questioning society. He was just questioning all the motives and stuff and just pretty much just wants to space out and, and be to himself and be to his family. And sometimes I do feel like that, you know, and dealing with the world and dealing with politics and everything, you know, I, I just, I just want to turn that off and and just be with the ones I love and not talk about that and have good times and laugh and and, and just cherish moments and stuff like that. And I know there was times during the wake, you know, where, where I was smiling, I was laughing, but, you know, I, I, I cherish those moments because it, it took it took me away from 
from the pain. It took me away from from the moment at hand that that was hurting, you know. And just being with a bunch of smiling faces and people who care, you know, it, it helped out so much. So when I hear that song, I, I think of moments like that. And I'm just gonna end it with that, man. I hope everybody, you know, enjoys all our lists and could take something from it. And you know, y'all could reach out to us, any of us. Y'all got the Instagrams or hit the Rap Lab Pod Instagram. We all check the messages and all that. You know, we here to talk. We here for y'all, man. We love our viewers. Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 that invitation is for everybody out there. Like um, Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock, he did. He had an interview with Oprah, and he said. When he was going through depression, you know, the one thing that he, he, he stated is that you understand that you're not alone. You know, you're not the first person to go through it, even though it may feel like you are and the walls are closing in. On the other side of your pain, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you, you know, you're going to understand that eventually you're going to be okay. You just have to heal and take time and just get through it and push through it and things are going to get better. And, you know, again, that's, I know this is a hip hop podcast, but, you know, I mean, Dwayne Johnson is one of my inspirations, you know, for years. And, you know, just to hear him talk about that, that's real. That's a very good pick. I love Umi says, I love that whole album black on both sides, you know, I mean, and most deaf is singing on that record. He's harmonizing. It's, it's, it's soul, man. And he's like, when he's like, I ain't no perfect man. I'm trying to do the best that I can with what it is I have. That's real. Like, you know, nobody's yeah. perfect. You're trying to make do with what you got. And that's that's exactly what that record says. All right. Um, yeah, that whole second verse was deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. Great song, man. Uh, all right, T-Man, uh, T to wrap it up, your final pick. Yeah, um... I would be re- remiss to leave this off my list because there's something it's I, I listen to it more often than I like to <laughs> admit, man. But that's us, uh, you know, slipping DMX. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> what a song. Man, I've been listening to this song since it first came out. And it's just always just a constant reminder that no matter what I am going through, you know, I can always just dust myself off man um and, and get back off my feet and and tear shit up you know what i'm saying and and, and that's yes. you know that's something that um i i think i'll listen to for the rest of my life man because it, it was such a deep a deep song from from dmx you know from the from his 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 lyrics to the chorus you know it helped me you know get through a lot of just different uh, different situations that i went through coming out of high school and college and 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 things like that and even to you know as an adult to things that maybe i'm going through now too it's just like i i put that on like like yesterday <laughs> and i was just listening to it vibing out to it man um i mean it's, it's just one of those songs that uh it's timeless um and it's motivating and it, it's a song that i'm never i'm never gonna stop listening to man <laughs> so yeah that's 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 my last and final joint. I gotta say 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 the best for last. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I mean DMX slipping is a great great record, and Man, I mean never go wrong with X. Never go wrong. Never. DMX DMX is, is another guy like uh like 
how how we mentioned with Tupac earlier, DMX will let you know. He and 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 we know his story. His story mm-hmm. has been out for so long and everything. And, and when you listen to him, especially that last verse where everything gets in perspective, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Open like a window, no more indoor. So a video, so a video that could have been you. Like it's it, like I get back looking type slick again, fake jump mm-hmm. back on my, you know what I mean? Like the way he, the way, like just the way X could do it. Matter of yep. fact, let me ask you a question. Have you heard the dirty version of that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's oh, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of people debate. <laughs> a lot of people debate which which one is better. A lot of people say that they like the edited version better. How do you feel about that? I mean, personally, um, I like the dirty version better. Um, okay. Um, I mean, because to me, that that's the purest form of DMX. Right. That's that's him. Right, like to me, there was nothing edited about him. Now, of course, they had, they had to edit it for, you know, radio purposes. But to me, there was nothing really edited about DMX. Right. Um, right. And the more raw he was to me, the more realer he was to me. And so I'm gonna always take take the real, the, the raw version of, of DMX any day. Oh yeah, slipping, falling, can't get up. Get up. Be back on my feet. I got the tissue. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> He's right, man. So, Candyman, last pick for you, man. Uh, we're going to round it out with Everyday Struggle by Notorious B.I.G. Mm. Um, Good one. I really relate to this song because uh, y'all know the hook. I don't want to live no more. Sometimes I hear death knocking at my front door. Like, yo, like, I, I, I feel that because, like, there have been times, especially in the... Uh, Especially in the last year where, you know, I was like, I'm all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, story time pretty much. So, um, last year in 2020, I was hospitalized with COVID, um, fought like hell to overcome it, was in the hospital, was told I was going to die, didn't die. Um, yeah, so hospital told my mom I was going to die. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the next day after they, after they spoke to her on the phone, um, yeah, I started getting better. So, but like when I was feeling the worst of it, I, I was ready to tap out, man. So, you know, I was like, yo, like I'm ready to go. But yeah, so in, in, even with other struggles in life, like, um, yeah, even with other struggles in life, like I can just relate to the whole song, especially that hook, man. That song is powerful. And a lot of people don't realize it, but Biggie, like, death and suicide was like rampant through that first album. Ready to die. So, I mean, like I said, that that hook is powerful, man. Like, yeah, it's just I I can't even I don't know this whole episode and this whole conversation that got me like almost choked up. So forgive me for stumbling over words. That's nah, all man. right. Nah, That's man. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. That's it. But uh, but yeah, man. I I I leave it with that song and that hook and uh. Yeah, man, that that that's a powerful song. That's gonna round out my soundtrack, man. Oh yeah, good one, man. And 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 to add to that, you know, Big Big was very young when he made that song. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, wasn't he like um, tw- like in his early twenties, like twenty one, twenty two? Yeah, he was about twenty one, twenty two at the time. Because with Ready to Die, um, 
when it, you know, when you listen to it, you hear Biggie sounding kind of young on some of the songs, and you hear him sounding a little bit older on the other songs. It's because when he was on Uptown Records working on that, and then when he went to Bad Boy, which was like maybe a year or two later, that's when you got the different vocals from Big. His delivery changed because he did get older. He was, he was uh, you know, 18, 19 at the time when he got, got his deal, and then he became 20, 21 later on. And so, yeah, Everyday Struggle, he spoke about the everyday struggle. You know, how you're feeling. I don't want to live no more. And then all the stress, dealing with people, dealing with life. It's it's. Thank you for nah, picking that record. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, um, no doubt, bro. Oh yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna round mine off. And like I like I spoke previously with the with the Join the Lucas record. This is another record that immediately saved my life, and it's from Logic. It's the one eight. It's the one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five record. And mm-hmm. and for and for those that don't know, that's an actual number. That's the suicide prevention hotline, people. Oh wow. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Now, like I said earlier, when I was checking on YouTube with uh, you know looking for ways to cope with this depression and stress. This was another video that came out, and I, I I click on it, and the chorus starts off. I've been on the low. I've been taking my time. I feel like out of my out of my mind. I feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? So there, right there, he he already drew me in, and then the other part of the chorus. I don't want to be alive. I don't want to be alive. I just want to die today. That's exactly how I felt. And then he gets into his verse where he says it. And my life don't even matter. I know it. I never had a home. Ain't nobody calling my phone. Where you been? Where you at? What's on your mind? It's a lot of questions that you're asking yourself. And then he switches it towards the end with the other part of the chorus. He was like, I want you to be alive. I want you to be alive. You don't have to die today. So now, and the girl, um, Alicia Cara, where she's like, and it's the lightness in the air when you're there, chest to chest with the lover. It's holding on through the roads long. See light in the darkest things. And when you stare at your reflection, finally know. This, This is like, after all of that, after drowning in alcohol, after being in pain, after having chest pains, after having breathing issues, after be, after literally hitting the ground, not showering, not caring how I dressed, what I ate, what I was going through. When you finally, when I sat back and after I heard all these songs and after I realized that I had one last good cry, I cried it out. And then I got up, I went to the bathroom, then I looked in the mirror, and I was like, man, here we go. Like, all of it is out. I'm still here. Now we're going to go to the next chapter. Because when you go through traumatic experience, when you go through depression, it changes you. You know, they tell you that you don't fully heal. You find ways to cope, and you go through it, which is great. 
but you're not the same person that you once was. I lost everything that I thought I was at that time when I was happy, and I lost it. I lost all that different part of my personality that I'll never get back. But what I've done is find strength and found new ways in the change and in the upgrade. Now I could take those experiences and learn to never go through that again. And if it does come up, I know what to do now to get out of it because of the experiences that you've been through. So the fact that it did not kill you, the fact that it did not kill me, they say, well, what does it kill you makes you stronger? It is the truth because what you go through in life, you survive that and still find a way to achieve success. Like how we got here with the rap lab pod and we got our personal lives. We got, we got dreams. We got goals. We got aspirations. We want it. So to still be alive and still have the ability to do that, that means something. And just like I thank Jordan Lucas, I want to thank logic because logic also went through depression and he spoke about that. So this record here, that prevention line is a real line. If anybody needs to call it, please call it. You are not alone in this. I'll say that number one more time for everybody out there. 1-800-273-8255. If you got to call it, call it. There's therapy. There's help out there. There's people out there that want to listen and legit. And we offer our services as well. Same as how Eric put out on the on the, with the emails. The, our, our, our Instagrams, DM us. Terrence is here. Terrence is, you know, pleasure for him joining us. He's a life coach. Definitely get to him and he will help you because he helped me through a lot too with the same situation. So it's out there. And I thank you brothers for pulling back the curtain and shedding in some light about personal deep situations. This is, this is real. This has been a really, really powerful episode. Well, we all we all human, my man, and everybody go through it. Nobody, like a lot of people, like to walk around like they bulletproof and like nothing phased them, but that ain't real. Yeah, word up. That's right. And uh, right. shout outs to Terrence for joining us for this conversation. Uh, let's clap it up for Terrence real quick. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah man. You know, um, first off. I just want to show love and appreciation to to you guys. Um, you know, I know, you know, this, uh, this is, you know, the rap lab. And for, for you guys to open up your lab, you know, to talk about, you know, this issue um, that's been prevalent and plaguing our community for a long time, especially men. You know, I think um, I salute you guys and I really appreciate you guys just even being open to having this conversation. I think it's really important. Um, and we need to have more conversations uh, like this. I mean, hell, maybe one day we could take this, this conversation on, on the road when things open up, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, just just for you guys to be able to open your, up your platform in, in a way for people like myself, um, you know, to come on and, and have these type of, of conversations, um, I think speaks volumes about you guys. You know, you guys are all straight up brothers. Um, Eric, man, you know... Um, Sometimes, man, we like, yo, man, it's like sometimes, like, we always have, like, we hit and miss. Like, I'll, I'll hit you, like, every, like once every so often. Like, I see you, and it's love. It's always been love, bro. Um, you, You've always been amazing to me. Um, Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's funny, man, because you, you, you told the story about uh, me getting you home, man. And it's funny, <laughs> though, because 
you know, I, I remember, I, I think it was 2014. I, I forget what year it was, but I hit you up and I was like, yo, man, you know anything about jobs and certain things. And you always pointed me in, in, in the right direction. So we've always, you know, um, been there for one for, for one another, even if it was from afar. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we could definitely build on that, you know, going forward in the future, bro, and getting a little closer. Um, yeah. And I salute everything you're doing, man. Um, yo, it's a Thank pleasure you. meeting you, Al. Um, you a deep brother. Uh, appreciate you opening up your your platform to to me, um, and to having me on this show, bro. Um, I definitely appreciate it, man. Um, you know, Chris, man. Look, man. Hey, uh, you you already know, man's love, bro. Um, I look forward to having you, um, as my special guest on Tuesday. At yes, 6:30. sir. Um, yeah, Tuesday you know, six thirty. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're gonna continue this conversation on Tuesday, bro. Um, we're gonna highlight you, celebrate you, give you, and give you all your flowers that you deserve, bro. Um, you've overcome a lot of things in, in, in your life, man. I, and, and I couldn't be more prouder of the man that you are. Um, and, you, and the man that, that you are continuously up becoming, man. So definitely, man, salute to you guys. And I appreciate this, man. Thank, thank you. All love. Yeah. Thank all, you, my brother. All love. And uh, we appreciate you having uh, having you on the show, Terrence. Um, one more time, can you just... um. Uh, just state the name of your podcast and tell everybody where they can find you and, and um how they can reach you on social media. Yeah, so it's it's everything at T Till Inspires. Um and um the name of the podcast is Conversations of the Heart with T Till. Uh, you can find that pretty much anywhere on Spotify, um any any platform you have, it's there. Um and yeah, um, I'll normally shoot my videos and, and, and do my interviews either on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Um, but you could check my page to see which days each week um, it's going to be on. Um, I normally go on in, anywhere between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m., um, depending on you know what the schedule is. And you can just catch the live there. And if you can't catch the live, then you can catch the repeat on IG Live or YouTube um, or any audio podcast platform, man. So I really do appreciate this, man. Yeah, not a problem. And uh, for anybody interested in listening to Terrence's podcast, um, check the episode description. It, the links will be in the description. And uh, Terrence, on behalf of everybody, we appreciate you uh, chopping it up with us about this very important topic that I personally feel doesn't get talked about nowhere near enough. Yeah, yeah definitely, bro. Um, it's, it's like I said, I hope maybe maybe one day we could take this conversation, man, and, may, and maybe bring it live to, to some audiences, man, because I, I think... Um, you know, the conversation that we had here and mixing it with hip hop and I think people would love it, you know, um, and it's needed, man. Um, so, hey, you know, maybe we could work later on. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Well, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, with that being said, folks, I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Um, for anybody who's ever gone through something and you've uh, felt suicidal, you've had um, depressing thoughts, you felt low on yourself. Um, this episode is for you. And um like the good brothers said here earlier, raplabpod at gmail.com, the raplabpod Instagram, raplabpod Twitter, or man, even hit me up on, on any of my social media. You can always talk to me. So with that being said, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this up, and I hope everybody takes care of themselves. And just remember, just reach out if you need somebody, all right? Yeah. Peace. One love. Peace.